You want 33? You got 33. Let's get this party started. What do you say, huh? All right, yo. Here we go, live back in action. 33 to the style and fashion. Sports talk with a lot of passion. Looking for another chain reaction. Knowledge with Nikki could be tricky. Get it wrong, and that's a pity. Now play players always witty. Division rankings in every city. Truth is, you should stop and listen. Pay attention to all you're missing. Keep us playing inside your kitchen. Pass and dunking and even pitching. Yeah, let the show begin. Go ahead and bring the family in. Kick back the last go grab your snacks and enjoy another 33 win. Yeah. That's only one. We got verse two coming through. Y'all ready for it? Okay, let's go. Start the show. Real good kid knocking at your door. Make you laugh till you hit the floor. NFL action with a whole lot more. 33, we put in work. Only way to go to worst to first. Get the doctor, get the nurse. Can't contain this, we about to first. Damn, this hurts. I won't lie. Doesn't matter how hard I try. We in it to win, it ain't nothing less or else. I won't be satisfied, so why try more on us? You know this show is a must. Say your prayers is 33, and that's all you need to trust. What? I told you. 33 podcast, baby. We in it. And now you're in it. MJ for you. All right, let's get it going. Live, back in action, making it happen across the country from Arizona back east to New Jersey, down to South Florida. This is the Third and Three podcast presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by StreamYard and Anchor Radio. Let's bring in the team. Please welcome the First Lady of the Third and Three Sports House, Miss Tricky Nikki Giss. What's happening, girl? Hi, guys. How are you? Missed you guys. I, know, yeah. I feel like we didn't talk a lot this week. I missed you guys. I got a little bit of a head cold going on. So anybody listening, if I randomly mute myself, I'm hacking up along. But other than That's that, I am good to go. <laughs> That's wonderful. Everybody is so happy to hear that, but they, I'm sure they all wish you well, Nick, no doubt. And, of course, a big round of applause for my man, the president of the 3rd and 3 podcast, Mr. Damien, as the real deal is in the house. <laughs> What's Man, up, baby? Is that a new applause button? That applause felt extra. Ovation, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baby. You've been doing some great stuff this week, man. Loving it. Your top fives, and then the bench sit. You know, cut them. I love it, baby. Started oh, so much. Bro. I love yeah. it, man. Awesome stuff. I appreciate it, man. Just trying to, you know, stay current, keep it going, and put not only my podcast, the real deal with Damian Adams, on the map, but the third and three podcasts on the map. Because it oh, should yeah. cover the whole map, you know. That's but right. We're going to take we're going to take little sections at a time. Eventually, we'll be global. There's no doubt about it. We're going to be hitting the globe today. My name is Jason Fearman, and we have a lot to get to as we hit the merry-go-round of sports activities. So let's do it first. You guys know we love to give our shout-outs, and today it's a very special shout-out for me personally, and of course, Damian and Nikki were gracious enough to let me have this. It is for my sister and her husband, Todd Christopher, my brother-in-law, have been working for years to get their product off the shelf, and it's been working as of late really, really well. Things are going great. I'm extremely proud of her and her second baby that just joined the world a couple of weeks ago. Her name is River. 
freaking precious little thing you could just hold in your hand like this. It's amazing. Joining her brother Bowie in the world. I love it. So that's awesome. But listen, their product is called Power Core Strength PCS. It's based in New York. It's a vegan and whey protein, high quality organic ingredients for clean supplements, all that sort of stuff. They sponsor a few CrossFit athletes already. They also have a pre-workout and aminos. And right now they're doing a 10% off till the end of June when you use the promo code TRIBE10. That's TRIBE10, the number 10 at checkout. To find all these amazing products, go to the website at Power Core Strength. You can also find them on Instagram at Power Core Strength. Let me just show you what's up. Just got one of their t-shirts over here. So let me just shine right there. Very nice. All right. They're doing big stuff. They got a lot of products, man. They really do. So uh, God bless. I'm really happy. They're making it happen over there. So had to give that shout out. And thank you guys for allowing me to do that. And my sister owes me money for this. There's no no question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if she gets more revenue out of this and it comes straight from me, I'm like... 50%. 50%. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> but they really are doing great things, guys. I'm really proud of them. So it's uh, it's awesome. But uh, hey, we got a lot to get to, like I said. So let's rock and roll. First thing on the list is something that we've been talking about behind the scenes. And you know, we spoke about it a little bit on the show. And Nikki, you were definitely big on this. The NCAA ruling of nine to nothing in the Supreme Court against student athlete privileges if you want to call it that so to speak so you know what nikki i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the ball over here why don't you take away with this thing because there's a lot involved in it and really what it does is take away any player right to make any money off himself whatsoever so from what i understood is i know justice kavanaugh gets a lot of heat um but i think he was 100 percent right in what he said that uh, and the traditional form, and this can get a little boring, but traditional form of antitrust analysis, um, the NCAA would be analyzed under rule of reason, okay? So, and the NCAA <laughs> tried to um, appeal that and say that they shouldn't be held um, accountable under rule of reason. So, like, simply to say rule of reason, so the court is going to weigh many factors concerning a contract and its effect on the competition to see if it's unreasonably restrictive on the market. The only reason I really know this stuff is (laughs) because my husband's in finance, but his firm deals in antitrust and uh, mergers and companies merging together in deals. So it is at the core, like pretty simple. Um, But what I found funny was the NCAA argued and their reasoning to appeal to argue against being held accountable. Um, <laughs> so their reasoning was they're trying to say that they are a joint venture, which, well, a joint venture can elicit competition in a market anyway. And you're not really, you have a monopoly on college sports, so you're not a joint venture. They also tried to claim um in one of their lawsuits back in 1984 uh it was a broadcasting right uh lawsuit um that said they were within their right to act within the sherman act and they met all of the goals of the sherman act well broadcasting rights and antitrust are totally different so they got knocked down there and then three they tried to say that they're not a commercial enterprise and they're not for profit well you rake in billions of dollars 
So how can you say you're not for profit? So basically you're going up against Congress trying to say you're not profit, you're not profit, you're not a commercial enterprise, and you're appealing against an antitrust ruling. So I, I don't think they were going to win either way. I am happy that somebody has stood up and kind of knocked them down a peg. And and now there's six states on July 1st who now these athletes can get paid. So now the NCAA is saying, well, we're going to have to come up with some, you know, uh, I don't know, interim guidelines. So I don't know, what do you do with the kids who like live in Jersey, but New Mexico is one of the states that they can profit. So NCAA has to get it together. They've had more than enough time. And I'm sorry I dragged this out a little bit, but I just thought I would explain like a little bit of the background. No, it's okay. I mean, that's what we need. That's what we're here for, to, to supply the information. And we talk about it. We get other people's debates and opinions and whatnot. So, look, yeah, it is um, – look, you have to balance, Damien, the the equation, so to speak. You know, it should be a level playing field. And if a team uh, – excuse me, if a team – yeah, if a team resides in a state where you can make money, you know, off your likeness and they do pass that, um, that's going to be an uneven playing field already in college. So they need to – I'll give you my opinion after, but – Really, these, you know, the college players are getting robbed to not be able to do what they do because a student athlete is a big deal. Maybe they should call it student worker. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point because my wife, she's a former college basketball player, and she could tell you about the schedule that you have as a student athlete, right? Because you're more of, especially playing basketball, the schedule of a basketball team and the games that are set up, you're more of an athlete than a student at times. And you can get lost in that. And sometimes you can't even major in the things that you want to major in because the classes don't align with your practice schedule or with the game schedule. So mm. for colleges to not allow players to make money or to get paid when obviously what they're doing is turning a big profit. Yes. It's just it's criminal. It's criminal. And when you look at there was a video that went viral it might have been last year i think it was alabama's football team's locker room the locker room itself looked like it had like five million put into it yeah you, <laughs> you got probably plush, did. you got plush chairs like you got these lazy boy chairs in the locker. the yeah. actual locker itself right so you yep. think about a locker our lockers at high school when we played ball you're lucky to have your own locker man you love forget it if you got a chair for two minutes so you're lucky you get that. <laughs> exactly so with their lockers you got this plush chair like this nice leather chair lazy boy type chair in it this super decked out actual locker which you put your stuff in on the side where you normally your name would be they had like a whole picture of them with their position their number it the facility is amazing right which it should be for alabama right with the success they've had the money that they bring in they should have that but you could take half the money that you put into the locker room and give it to the players and, and they'll be fine like in the facility you want to have the state-of-the-art facilities and the workouts and all that stuff but you can do all that stuff at a fraction of the cost they spend they have they make so much money in the ncaa they spend it like they just know it's going to keep coming in so you know that the money could go to the players and they'll be just fine. You got coaches making seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars a year. And you expect me as a player, I have to listen to this coach, but I can't make any other money. I understand that Nick Saban's awesome, but Nick Saban's not awesome if Tua Tagovailoa isn't throwing the ball down the field. Mm -hmm. Right. 
the players are the ones out there doing the business and the ones people come to see. As great as Nick Saban is, I'm not paying money to come see Nick Saban. I'm paying <laughs> money to come see your players on the floor, on the field, or the floor of basketball. So I think that this definitely needs to change, and hopefully this ruling leads to the NCAA and it forces them to implement a system. Now, I understand how difficult it can be because you look at other programs, right? So in the South, it's all about football, right? Mm-hmm. So the football teams are the ones bringing in the money. Basketball is bringing in some money, but then you'll have like track, swimming, water polo, all the other sports that aren't really bringing in money. How do you pay those athletes? Do they get the same as football players? Do they get the same as basketball players? So I definitely get the difficulties of it. But this could have been worked out a long time ago if you weren't being absurd about what your identity was as a nonprofit organization. You could have been trying to work this out. So now you have to work through those difficulties in real time because we're forcing you to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really well said by both of you guys. And, you know, I fall somewhere in the middle. It's not like I feel like the school has to pay them, but I definitely believe that they should be giving them privileges, whether it is extra tutoring time or it is a laptop maybe that they can't afford that can help them because they can't always be in class. And again, they ha- they have the same responsibilities as every other student and they have to go to football practice or basketball practice or whatever it is. And that takes up a whole chunk of time. I remember playing, uh, you know, football in high school and yeah, I didn't get home yeah. till seven yeah. o'clock and I'm filthy yeah. dirty. I got a shower. I haven't eaten anything yet. And yeah. football is yeah. my entire life after school. Yeah. I can only imagine what they're going through. So yeah. I believe they deserve compensation. There's no doubt. And they should be able to make money off their likeness. Look, if it has nothing to do with the school, you know, I could see it was a big player in college. Let's just, you know, Jalen Waddle last year or, you know, Devontae Smith last year or something like that. They could have made, made a jersey and maybe had different colors on it or something like that and say, hey, this is my – why can't they do that? Why can't they do something like that? That's no big deal. So, look, they work hard. They deserve – I'm not saying they deserve more than the regular students, but in a way I am. They put in a lot more work than them, and they do need these extra privileges, so to speak. They really do. So, again, I'm not saying that the school has to pay the players, but I'm saying that they have to give them more resources because of what they are bound to do. And it, it is ridiculous. Like I said, we're talking about high school, Damien, and what we had to go through. What these guys go through now, and these women, excuse me also, I don't want to leave them out. They do extremely hard work, and their life is all about that. They got to wake up at 6 o'clock a.m. to go to their class. They're getting four hours of sleep because everything is, you know, it's unbelievable. So uh, I'm upset about this. This shouldn't have happened I so unanimously, I can't believe it. And I don't know when there's going to be a chance to come and rectify it. And Nikki, you were talking about the states before, and that makes a lot of sense that kids are going to want to go to, you know, whether it's New Mexico, like you said, or Florida or, or anything like that without state tax or something. So we'll see where this goes, but um, definitely a really big blow to the players, man. Really big blow. They're not going to be able to do exactly what they wanted. So that's tough. A- any final thoughts on this before we move on? Well, July 1st, um, so the six states are Texas, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and New Mexico. So as of July 1st, those, you know, those schools, those kids there, they can make money off their name, likeness, celebrity. Um, So the NCAA, like Dee said, I mean, you guys have had so much time to figure this out. And 
I do think with the ruling, Jay, I do think they are getting some additional benefits, but I think it's it's resources like educational benefits. So it's not, you know, educational compensation yet. Uh, so now we have like certain states doing it. Um, so I don't know how they're going to meet in the middle, but uh, I, 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 listen, <laughs> it's above our pay grade. But if anyone could figure it out, I think it could be us. But the point is, listen, you guys have had a long time to figure it out. Please stop trying to say that you're a joint venture because you have a monopoly in college sports. And please stop trying to say you're not profit because you clearly are. These kids are making you money. How much does the men's NCAA tournament bring in? Yeah. I, I don't know. But like where you don't have that revenue without those kids. Yeah, it's billions. Like yeah, the TV contracts it. alone for the NCAA tournament bring in billions. Right. So you think about the gambling that goes along with it. All that right. money that's circulating and none of it's going to this, the student athlete. It's crazy. It's sick. It's really sick. It really is sick. And you guys make, you know, again, amazing points. And we'll see where it goes from here. I'm really not sure what's going to happen. Again, what's going to happen next. It seemed like it was like just, again, like a really big blow. Jay Bellis is making a really big deal about it um, on ESPN. So, you know, when he talks, I definitely listen. That man definitely knows what he's talking about. There's no question. So I don't know. He seemed really upset about it. And again, just seems like a really big blow, but something that we're going to have to deal with and get past for now. Uh, but really rough for college athletes. So we definitely wanted to spend some time on that again, because it was a Supreme court ruling. So there you go. Other major news that has come out. Um, Carl Nassib of the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders, wherever the freak they play right now, coming out and saying that he's gay. And guys, I'll just go first on this. When I first heard it, now that I'm 41 years old, I can absorb it more and understand it. And I think it's great. I, I, I really think it's great. Whereas when I was young, and I'm going to tell you a really quick story, the the involvement of, of me. When I was about seven or eight years old and I had this freaking TV that was this big in the back and this small of a screen, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you something. I was watching TV late at night. I had no idea. I had 13 channels. So, like, whatever. I'm flicking around. And all of a sudden, I see two grown men kiss. And I never thought that can happen. I didn't understand that. Then I went through school, in elementary school, with a kid who we knew was gay. And we didn't treat him any differently, any worse. He was actually a friend of ours. But we knew that when we were young. Going to the development stage where I understand that you're born that way, life choice, whatever it may be. I'm not standing in the way of it. Not that I ever did. So I definitely feel that this has got to be a huge weight lifted off his shoulders. And it may, again, open the door for whether it's younger athletes or other pro athletes to come through. It's that tremendous of a thing. Is he the biggest name player? No, but he's a player in the NFL that is come out and he's going to have 52 other guys in the locker room with him again. And again, I'm not trying to be funny over here. I'm trying to be dead serious where, how are things going to be treated? Hopefully no different. You know, we've Michael Sam was one that we heard when coming out of college. Um, but now it's an active NFL player, Damien. So again, I think it's fantastic because I, I support it. I get it now. I'm 41 years old and I'm with it. So D you take it from there again. I, I just understand it more now as I've grown throughout the years and I've come to learn to respect it and understand it more and and get behind it. Yeah, I think a lot of men had similar experiences as far as just growing and understanding what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like for me, 
growing up, especially growing up in Louisiana, I heard the F word a lot, right? Okay. And it was something that I repeated growing up, right? Because that was the culture of where I was at, right? And then as you get older, you're like, that isn't right. I wouldn't feel good if, you know, someone from the LGBTQ community called me the N word, just like they shouldn't, I shouldn't call them the F word. And you grow up and you learn these things as you go along. And also the stereotypes of it, right? I was one of the guys who was one of the best athletes in our neighborhood. Somebody who like, I was pretty good athlete. We rivaled and we would race, play basketball, play football. He was gay. And that stereotype was wiped away from him. Like, oh, you know, never did. It's not somebody who's going to be flamboyant. They can be either flamboyant. They can be quiet. They are not just one thing, just like any other group. Right. Mm-hmm. And also with this part of me is like, this is awesome. This is great. Another part of me is like, why is it still a big deal? Why yeah. is it a thing where it's like, oh, it's the first active player. It's 2021. It shouldn't be. Wow. This is the first player to come out that's active. You know, because Michael Sam was how many years ago now? Like, it's been a while since. Yeah. Yeah. Since Michael Sam. So it's something that I think should have already happened. We know that there's no way with the amount of players in the NFL that he's the first gay player. Correct. I agree. I agree. So this should have been happened. So I'm happy that, you know, he's he's come out. I heard that his jersey is selling well. That's awesome Mm -hmm. that he's getting the support right away. And hopefully there's no ignorance in the locker room and there shouldn't be in 2021. Mm. Um, There's going to be people with their beliefs, especially people who are um, extremely religious that will have their beliefs about it. That just for me, I don't want to judge them and like put and look down upon them, but it shouldn't be that way in 2021 where you have people who use that as a reason to hate on another group. So hopefully he doesn't run into that. But outside of that, I don't feel like he should run into any type of hate in the locker room outside of that type, which hopefully he doesn't. So I'm rooting for him. Hopefully he has a dope season. And hopefully this leads to it not being a big deal where a player doesn't have to come out. It just we just find out like we see the player out and TMZ catches him out with on a date with his (laughs) boyfriend. And it's like, oh, so and so is out with his boyfriend. It's just like so and so out with his girlfriend. It's the same thing. So hopefully it leads to that and it's no longer a big deal. Uh huh. And we see it more in commercials now and, you know, trying to adapt the minds of the Americans, you know, that this is this is real and, you know, get used to it because it's a real thing. And there's no reason to hate like there's no reason to hate on any group, in my opinion. And that's a whole nother story that we can get to. But you've alluded to the locker room. Nikki, he's going to be in a locker room with guys who are 20 22, 24, maybe not fully developed in the brain, who will probably need mentorship from the older players, the veterans, in order on how to deal with something like this. What do you think about that? Well, if they hate on him, they should get, you know, their asses beat. I mean, really. How how about this, Nikki? Let me make him talking behind his back, making jokes, cracking jokes. I mean, then you're just a shit person. You got to live with yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully somebody steps up. But I'm sorry, by 24, I mean, come on, like you really, you should be a little more evolved than that. I really, I am happy he did this because I did read that when even one person comes out, whether you're in the public eye or not, but if you do, you, you, uh, I think it's something like you save one life or you stop somebody who is going to commit suicide. So for that, 
I am happy because you probably saved somebody's life, you know, by coming out um, and giving them some comfort. But I really, really, really hope we get to a point where this just isn't a big deal. I really, really do. You know, D, and you said it, you know, perfectly there. You were like, it's, you know, why do we have to say, oh, the first actively gay play? But they do that with every story. The first woman, the first African-American, the first Jew. Like, why can't we just be people? Like, why is there like a label and a stereotype? So for whoever he brought comfort to and maybe some kid watched that and felt better about himself. I am happy, but I truly, truly, truly hope there are no issues in the locker room. I would hope by 22, 23, 24, you know better. Um, and hopefully we do get to a point where this just is not a big deal. And yeah. honestly, just to piggyback off Nikki a little bit with the age thing, I feel like if anything, it'll be an older player that might have an issue, not a younger player. Yes. Like with people who are younger, it's been more accepted the past I would say the 21st century has been more accepted and not looked down upon for the most part, right? You still have the, you know, they still have reasons why they march and why they say they need to have equal rights because you still have people out there who will not serve because of their religious beliefs and things like that. But for the most part with the younger players, they should be, they should be extra cool about it, right? Yeah. It may be the older player who is stuck in their ways who might have an issue with it. Hmm. All right. Maybe you're right about that. You know what? I could be wrong. That that sounds like a logical thing. You know, maybe again, younger, growing up more with it. You see it more in school, obviously, now than you have, you know, uh, back when we were in school, when I was in school back in the 80s and, and things like that. So, yeah, where it was foreign to me when I was young, as you grow up, you learn a lot of things and, and, and there you go. So there you have it. So yeah, let's hope that everybody rallies around him and let's hope that if there are other gay players in the NFL and we believe that there are just statistically speaking, that it'll help them come out, especially if they're on the young side. So let's see, that was very well said by, by all you guys. I got one more football one, but we're going to save it for after the NBA playoffs real quick. The Suns already up 2-0. There's no Chris Paul. There's no Kawhi Leonard. Quick question on that. I mean, maybe we're seeing it right now, even though uh, the Clippers have been down 0-2 in all their series so far and have come back to win. But is Kawhi more important to his team or is Chris Paul more important to his team, Damian? And going forward in this series, what do you say? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say Kawhi is more important. Oh, uh, I, I feel dirty. Feel dirty saying that because I love Chris Paul. Um, me too. He's a I love him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I would say Kawhi is more important than Chris Paul because of what Kawhi does on both ends. Chris Paul is still a good defender, but Kawhi is the one you put on Devin Booker or Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitchell in the fourth quarter when they're going off. And you need to, them to slow down while also being a guy who can drop forty points for you. Uh, Chris Paul is important in his leadership. He can still get you 20, 30 points. We saw it in game four against Denver. He can still have those nights, but it's not on a consistent basis like Kawhi Leonard. Mm -hmm. And with Paul George, you know that he's special, but he's not a guy who wants to lead. Kawhi Leonard, even though he's quiet, is the leader by his actions, right? right, right. So I think because of that, it's Kawhi. Chris Paul can lead without even being there. Like we've heard uh, stories about him texting his brother to yell stuff <laughs> during the game and stuff like that. So he can lead in that way. And his influence is already 
been seen on that team. You can see it in the way Cam played campaign played last night. You can see it in those ways. So I would say Kawhi is, but both guys are super important. But I'll say Kawhi is more important to the Clippers. Yeah, right. It's 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 a little tough to balance, but I'm with you, Kawhi. I think that we see it. He's he look. He's an assassin when he is on his game, but his knee is busted up. I don't know if we'll see him for the rest of the series, the rest of the yeah. NBA playoffs, for that matter. If the Clippers are able to come back on the Suns, but. Even without uh, Chris Paul, they seemed to play really, really well. And, you know, the games were close. It wasn't like we're talking about blowouts over here. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, the Suns look really tough. And Paul is coming back, I think, for game three. Yeah, yeah, now he's back for game three. And Kawhi is, like, you know, nowhere to be found right now. His knee is just really busted up. So that's unfortunate for the Clippers, who had a chance to finally get to the NBA Finals. And I'm not saying it's over, but – it's over. Yeah, I'm, I think it's far from over. Like you said, both games are really winnable. Honestly, the Clippers should have won last night. They should have won last should've. night. Yeah. Yeah, and with Paul George, he had some great plays down the stretch to keep them in the game and get them a lead, but he's got to make at least one of those free throws. When they have mm. a chance to go by three and he misses both of those free throws, he's got to make at least one of those Yeah, because it changed the whole dynamic. If he makes both of those free throws, now they're down by three, Phoenix is – you have to set up a play for a three-pointer instead of setting up that play for the alley-oop for Aiton. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a lot that goes into it. But the Clippers still have a great chance in this series watching both of those games. Yeah, look, I, and you know, Paul George, I, you know, I, maybe he had the ips right there. He's an 86% free-throw shooter. Uh, so, you know, that guy usually makes it. So something happened there, whatever it is. Maybe he had a Ben Simmons moment. I, I don't really know. So. Uh, that went down, and we'll see what happens um, going forward with that series. But the other one uh, we got to talk about real quick is the Atlanta Hawks making the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Uh, off the back of tr- the very small back of Trey Young, but he can really <laughs> carry a load. Uh, going against the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that, you know, I know that you're, you were high and a lot of us were. Um, and, you know, they beat the Nets. Kevin Durant, his big-ass foot was on the line, and they went to overtime. So here they go. The Bucks are favored. Um, I see this going to seven games. I really do because I think Atlanta has so much confidence going in right now. They do have a really good team. They're well coached. We know that. So I give them a shot actually to win, but I still think the Bucks will take uh, game home. Excuse me, game seven at home and win the series. What do you think is going to happen? I've been doubting the Hawks the whole playoffs, and mm. I shouldn't. <laughs> but my gut is saying that the Bucks are a better team. Yeah. You look at the overall talent, and I also like the matchup of Drew Holiday guarding Trey Young. Yes, um, I think with Drew Holiday, his size, his quickness, just his yeah. defensive ability. Right. Yeah, his defensive ability to get around screens and do all those things. And plus, Trey Young, if he does get inside, you got Giannis, you got Brooke Lopez, you got Chris Middleton who can switch on him. They have so many PJ Tucker. You can put PJ Tucker on them, and he can give them a hard time. They have so many options on defense to go at Trey Young. Uh, Kevin Herter, who uh, <laughs> looks a lot like Michael Bolton, who we've been seeing. There's <laughs> been some hilarious memes after he had that big game in Game Seven against Philly. Uh, so I'm got I got the Bucks in five, but I think it's gonna be a, a close five, though. I think it's gonna be a very competitive five, but I got the Bucks in five. All right, they definitely are the uh, the the favorite. And look, they've been trying to get. Look, you got two time MVP Giannis over there and Defensive Player of the Year. You expect them to get to the finals at some point, and not only that, but just win. And we'll see because it looks like it's going to be Phoenix, and that's going to be a tough team to beat with a healthy Chris Paul out there. So 
We'll see. Guys, I said I had one more NFL question for you in neighborhood news, and then we're going to move along to applause and tomatoes. But we heard Tom Brady give us some action over here, give us something to talk about and figure out. And he said to one team, you're going to stick with that mother bleeper? That's what he said. All right. And it came on the shop, a show that is for, I, I love the shop. It's great on Uninterrupted. I watched the one with Jay-Z uh, last. It's, it was just excellent. Um, they had um, Chinea Bumakane's sister. I keep forgetting her first name. Um, uh, Neki? Ne- yes, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. So it's great. So I can't wait to see who he's talking about. I can't wait to hear who you guys think he's talking about. I, I, I went through it. I piled through everything and thinking about, could it be Jimmy Garoppolo? It definitely wasn't Drew Brees, you know. Was it, you know, um, somewhere, was it Tennessee? You know, was it, uh, you know, I'm not sure. But then I thought about Chicago, and that was one of the teams we wanted to go to. And if he's going to call anybody a mother bleeper, <laughs> probably Mitchell Trubisky. Like, you're going to stick with that guy. And the word saying stick means that you, you probably had him for at least a couple of years, and you're going to see what goes on. Because let's not forget, Trubisky started last year, and then they had that kerfuffle going on, and then he ended up starting in the playoffs in the last few games and everything. So apparently they did want to stick with him. So I'm thinking he's talking about Mitchell Trubisky, but dude, Damian, I can't wait to see and hear exactly everything and probably just laugh along with it. Who do you think he's talking about? That makes a lot of sense. That's a very good theory. I don't know all the teams that were up for Tom Brady's services. Uh, I know that the Saints could have had him if Drew Brees would have retired one year earlier. He definitely would have considered the Saints with the Saints roster. I can tell you this, Steve. I know that it was – I know Chicago, Tampa Bay, and the Chargers were the three top ones, and I think the 49ers may have been somewhere in the mix. Okay. So, yeah, I could see him saying that about Jimmy G, especially with their history. I could definitely say him see him saying that about Jimmy G. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying that. Uh, I think he has too much respect for Phillip Rivers to say that, even though he may have hinted at that with Phillip Rivers, because at that point, Phillip Rivers seemed a little wash. So maybe, but I think he probably has too much respect for Rivers to do that. Um, so yeah, Mitchell Trubisky, if Chicago is really like, we're going to stick with Trubisky and not bring in Tom Brady, I could definitely see him saying that. Like, yeah. So it's going. He's going to go. He's only going to go to teams who had good rosters around the QB position and just needed that position to be uh, solidified mm. to go forward. So thinking about the year before last and the teams he could have went to, that definitely makes the most sense. But also Jimmy G, I can see him saying, "Really, really." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you see, I hear that, but on the other hand, I think about how was their relationship in New England together? How did it? How did it really work out? Were they boys? And would he? backstab him you know Nikki and say something like that do you do you agree with Damien that he, maybe he would say that about Jimmy G or do you think that they could have been boys and he wouldn't go there I do not think they were boys by any means <laughs> I 100% think Tom Brady would say something like that about Jimmy G if I remember correctly I believe he wanted to go to San Fran and they passed on him the only other team I could think of that was interested was the Raiders so maybe it was Carr but I think it's Jimmy G. I think there's a little bit of bad blood there. Um, he got Jimmy G kicked out of New England. Like, I just, no, I don't think they're boys at all whatsoever. Nope. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, look, Tom Brady wasn't letting him have his job. That was that was for sure. So they boosted uh, Jimmy G off to the 49ers. So maybe you're right. 
Maybe you're right. They are not boys. Listen, a woman can <laughs> spot catty bitches. Whether <laughs> a man or a woman, they are not boys. <laughs> Tom Brady, he's a little catty one. He'll throw you right under the bus, but that's okay. okay. I'm going to take your word for it. And has Tom Brady not gotten more feisty as he's gotten older? I mean, he feels he's throwing freaking Super Bowl trophies across the water. I mean, he's just like he don't care. Drunk Tom Brady was the best video. (laughs) But that's the thing. That's everybody when they get older. Like everybody starts to give less and less Fs as they get get a bit older. And I think that Tom Brady is getting to that stage. We forget about it because he's in the NFL, but he's closer to 50 than he is to 40 now. (laughs) So when you think about that, he's getting to that stage where he's not going to give an F anymore. Yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah, he's coming a grumpy old man, but he can still do it. That's what it is. Wow. Grumpy, grumpy your old men, Tom Brady 3. They should come out with that movie. <laughs> Holy Moses. Okay, here we go. That was fun. Good, good um uh neighborhood news right there. But we got a pause and tomatoes coming up. Nikki's favorite over here. So we're gonna clap it up for the ones that done good, but we're tossing them tomatoes for the ones that done bad. Nikki, what do you got? Okay, so my tomatoes this week are going to not really directly to Cole Beasley, but like he's part of this group I'm talking about. So Cole Beasley, any other athletes or football players out there who are really like a bunch of people that I work with or anybody who wants to tell me the vaccine has like a microchip in it or like, why did I get it? And now I'm being followed and I have like 5G connection, like All right. The microchip is in your friggin' phone. All right. Like that's, what's tracking you. That's true. But (laughs) these athletes, like, listen, I'm not throwing tomatoes at if a private company wants to mandate their employees, get it fine, whatever. But maybe could we just think before we speak like this whole, like, I don't know what's in it. Oh, do you know hundred percent what's in these like drugs that they pump you up with so that you feel good on game day? Like, do you know hundred percent like what, uh, like is in, you know, if you're getting drugs off the corner, you know, your weed is hundred percent clean. No, you don't know for sure. And then for him at, to talk about long-term health, dude, you play football, your chances <laughs> of CTE, like long-term health is a vaccine. My God, like, I'm just so sick of it. So maybe since you're in the public eye, maybe we could say something like, I would like to get some additional information. I would like to talk to my doctor a little bit more, but to be like, I don't know what's in it. And then these stupid people I work with, like, Oh, you're, you're a good tracking device. You don't know what's in it. Hey, you know what? Why don't you go to your pantry, open it up and read all the ingredients off all the junk food crap that you eat. And tell me if you can pronounce those words and what's exactly in those Oreo cookies that you're eating. Cause I guarantee you that'll kill you faster than the vaccine. So please people just think before you speak, let's, have a little bit of intelligence let's not be so ignorant and please football players do not tell me you're worried about your long-term health when you get smashed in the head for a living that is interesting right there i mean shoot she brought the fire right there those tomatoes were thrown big time i think you brought an extra bag right though like i just like word it a little differently then don't i I don't know it's how you say things look you know yeah go ahead dig go ahead it's definitely how you say things. And for me, I hate the I need to do more research argument because your research is reading somebody else's research. Yeah. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not like you're in a lab and <laughs> putting it together and seeing what's going on. You're just reading what somebody else said. So on Facebook, probably. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, are you even reading the legit? 
or even reading the legit articles, right? And I get if you have concerns, right? Because it is something that came along quickly. It's something new. So I give you have concerns, right? But for me, the concern is catching it again. Like I had it. It sucked. So the, <laughs> so the thing is for me is like, the concern is not getting it again. I'd rather have this vaccine, which yeah. I've seen now millions of people take. Yep. I'd rather get that than have it again. Yeah. Or have the chance of passing somebody else. And like like you said, if you are the person saying I need more research to know what's in it, <laughs> read a legit article. And if you don't want to get it, just don't let us know. Yeah. First. But then if you do catch it now, we can look at you with the side eye. Like really? Mm -hmm. You get it from virus <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, for real. Listen, I'm with you. Hundred and we have about three hundred and thirty people in America, and hundred and fifty of them, hundred and fifty million of them, excuse me, have got vaccinated. So we're looking at close to half. And I have been I, look, I do I trust the government and everything, you know, completely? No. But when there's a virus going around and they've been working on a vaccine for an entire year plus or whatever it's been. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to trust that. I'm going to go with it. And I still wear a mask where I go, you know, when I go around just in case, you know, you know, I don't know if I could get it again. But, yeah, I, the way that he said it, you know, he's talking like he's an immortal and I'll die when I die. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> what, what are you saying what's matter with you. You don't have to be so freaking dramatic. Go take an acting class if you want to freaking get in, be in the movies. bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you, Nikki. That's not a bad one at all. Not bad at all. I got you. D, what do you got for your tomatoes? So I'm throwing my tomatoes at the referees of last night's game <laughs> between the Suns and the Clippers. So if you watch the game, uh, the first 46 minutes of it might have took two hours and 30 minutes. The last two if minutes. <laughs> yeah, if that. The last two minutes probably took like between 30 and 45 minutes. It was so many different reviews that happened. And for me, this is my biggest thing. I understand it's the last two minutes. So you're going to have close calls, like the one where Pat Beth hit it and it, it touched Devin Booker like by a split second off his hand last. Okay, I see why you review that one. It's a tough one to see. Yeah, yeah. But for most of them, you're a professional referee. So <laughs> when you see something, trust it. Just because the player goes like this doesn't mean you have to review it. Stand your ground and say, I saw it go off your foot. I was right here. I'm five feet away. I saw it go off your foot. We're not reviewing it. Play ball. <laughs> and because of all the reviews, people are getting extra time out. So the Suns, the only reason they got to draw up that play for the game winner with Aiton is because of an unnecessary review. The review that we're doing was very unnecessary. It gets an extra time out. Monty Williams being a great coach that he is, draws up that great play, and now you have a game winner. Mm -hmm. If they don't get that time out, the whole players run differently. They probably don't think to do that just as players because you're tired as a player. So you're not thinking, oh, let's run up, let's drop this play ourselves because you're fatigued. That's why you have the coach there to let you know what to do in those situations. So I need the referees to stand their ground, do less reviews. And when they do do a review, they should make sure that the players stay on the court and are not by the coaches getting extra time out, getting uh -huh. draw plays, have extra strategy because now the review is giving a an unfair advantage to the offense because now they get to draw up a play in a situation where they normally would not be able to. So yes. I'm throwing my fingers at the referees for the unnecessary reviews that he did last night, breaking up the flow. It's a great game. And now we're stopping every two seconds for you to check 
the monitor on a play that you saw right in front of you. Like you saw it. Say that you saw it. We're not going to review. Play ball. Hold your ground. You're yeah. a professional referee, just like the professional players. That's right. That's right. And you know what? You bring up a great point. Look, that was a great point in itself. But also the fact that, yeah, it's like you're giving the team an extra time out. They can draw up a play. They should be standing under the basket if they want to converse amongst themselves. That's a different story. But, yeah, you yeah. shouldn't be able to coach in that moment during a review because, yeah, it's like an extra time out. These players get to rest, which I'm sure they love. I'm sure they yeah. love these reviews because they get, the, you know, they get that extra, you know, two minutes of like, okay, I can go back out there now. You know, let me get some Gatorade, yeah. pump up my Reebok, and let's get this stuff going. You know, so, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. But, the yeah. Look, you, the last minute of the game cannot take a half hour. That is absolutely insane. That is NFL-esque, and we cannot have it. So yeah. I am with you all the way, bro. Really, I'm with you. Did all you right, pump up your Reeboks? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's how old school I am. I told you. Sneakers with, yeah, they like a little pump on the front, right? Yeah, those are classic, though. Like, if somebody yeah. has some pumps right now, like, you're the man. Like, I love <laughs> are you kidding yeah. me? You think yeah. those things didn't make you jump higher? You're out of your mind. I gave me an extra four inches, inches, no question about it. <laughs> oh man, Reeboks, you gotta love it. All right, my tomatoes. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing them at Stephen A. Smith. He said something just absolutely ludicrous. I couldn't believe what that was coming out of his mouth. All right, so there's a lot said. of tomatoes on this show. <laughs> He's look. Give give the man a break. He said that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. Look, Devin Booker's awesome. He really is, and he's coming to his own this year. He was drafted in 2015, so he's not a puppy, okay? He's been in the league for a while now. We knew that Kobe Bryant was going to be the next closest thing to Michael Jordan the year that he got there, the year that he was in the league. Please don't put that on Devin Booker. Now you're putting pressure on him because you are Stephen A. Smith and your words do carry weight, believe it or not, because everybody's listening to what you have to say and watching first take and you bust on Max and everything and it's freaking hilarious. But you know what? To put that pressure on Devin Booker is just unfair, especially in the shadow of a man who is not with us anymore, who's watching in heaven. There's no doubt about it. And I'm sure Colby's like, Stephen A., are you freaking kidding me right now? You're going to compare this dude to me at this moment in time? Let him do more. Let's see. Devin Booker's a great player. There's no doubt about it. He's taken over without Chris Paul being there. Like you said, Payne is stepping up. But Devin Booker is the man right now. But he's not Kobe Bryant. Let's get that straight, all right? He's got to develop his fadeaway jump shot before we even talk about putting him in that class. So, Stephen A., you get my tomatoes for putting that on Devin Booker when it's completely and totally unnecessary. And also, just to add a little spice to it, he said that Donovan Mitchell was the best player in Utah Jazz history. Have you heard of Carl Malone and John Stockton, you idiot? Oh, my God, man. I mean, Mitchell just got there. Give it time, bro. Give it time. They went to two NBA finals. They lost to Jordan. That's what's supposed to happen. So, Stephen A., come correct next time, bro, please. please. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely been coming hot with the takes lately. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, but you're right. To compare Devin Booker to Kobe is unfair to Devin Booker. It is. Let Devin Booker be Devin Booker. Now, I do like player comparisons because it gives you kind of just a prototype to see what that player can be. Like with Donovan Mitchell, some people say he's the evolved version of Dwayne Wade, right? If Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade wasn't his prime today, he would be Donovan Mitchell with the better jump shot and the explosiveness to add to it. So for me, I like the player comparisons if it makes sense. <laughs> Devin Booker, for me, he has some Kobe elements because he's better in the post than people give him credit for. That's true. Mid-range jumper. 
But Kobe also was an all-time great defender. Yes. Devin Booker is somebody who, if you watch these games, they're trying to search out Devin Booker to go against him on defense. They never did that to, to Kobe in his prime. So that's something that you have to keep in mind as well. You have to take up both sides of the court when talking about basketball. Yes. So I would have to actually think about who Devin Booker would compare to. Uh, for me, I'm, you might like this comparison. Allen Houston is somebody oh, who I kinda, yeah, I kind of like with the way he shoots the ball, the smoothness of it. You know, they called Allen Houston H2O because his shot was water. I like that, <laughs> that type of comparison, somebody like that. I think he's better than Allen Houston overall, but I think that type of style is somebody who uh, Devin Booker reminds me of more. He may remind me of a, of a, of a shorter Penny Hardaway. I don't know. What do you think of that Ooh. comparison? Okay. Yeah. Penny, Penny for me, it's so hard to compare Penny to anybody because Penny was, you know, six, seven. He was so unique. But, yeah. Yeah. He was a very unique player. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that one as well. But I just, yeah, I don't see Kobe. No, yeah, exactly. We can agree on that. There you go. Yeah. We can agree on that. No doubt. Well, I'm going to wrap up my applause. I do that. We got snake drafted over here. So my applause is really quick, and it is a, it is a homeboy call over here. Jacob Degrom of the New York Mets has an ERA of .50, and just to Ooh. just to explain that to people who don't understand baseball, he's giving up a half a run per nine innings. That is stupid. This guy strikes out everybody. There is nothing above the knees. He gets people, at, whether it's a 100-mile-per-hour fastball or a 92-mile-per-hour slider or a changeup that goes 86. These guys can't hit him. They're freaking out before they get into the batter's box because they know they got no shots. He's already beaten them. And I love also the fact that I talked about last week, the illegal substances uh, for the pitchers that were coming in from, like, North Carolina or something like that, all these rumors that pitchers were using. So they're checking pitchers now all the time, and they did it to Max Scherzer last night, yada, yada, but they did check Jacob DeGrom uh, a few times, and there was nothing there, and he just laughed at them like, I I don't need a substance. I am so freaking good. I'm going to strike out everybody, including your family, so stop freaking checking me. The guy is absolutely amazing, .5 ERA, and really, guys, they're talking about this as maybe the best season that a pitcher has ever, ever had, ever had, so... That it's remarkable what he's doing. I know there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, baseball fans out there as much anymore, but if you still love it and you love pitching, this guy's absolutely killing it. Want to say what's up to Shane Miller over there. And uh, Deep Book reminds him of Brandon Roy. That's a good one. All right. How about that? That's a good right. one. Yeah. Brandon Roy is definitely one of those players who gets forgotten about because his career wasn't that long. Right. Um, but before the injuries, man, Brandon Roy, that's a really good comparison. I like that. Yeah. Way to go, Shane. Like it, brother. Like it. Yep. Keep bringing those in. All right, D, your applause. My applause this week. I had so many tomatoes to throw. I would throw more tomatoes at this guy. And, you know, he definitely – Deserves them. Ben Simmons. Got to throw my tomatoes at this guy. So Ben Simmons is someone who is paid upwards of $30 million a year to play basketball, right? And can't do the fundamental things of like shooting a free throw, attempting a jump shot. (laughs) (laughs) He had, there was one play in game seven where his athletic ability, he spins around his defender is at the rim and is so petrified of getting fouled that 
instead of dunking the ball, he passes it to a teammate. The teammate gets fouled, and the teammate misses one of the free throws. So instead of having a short <laughs> two, you only get one point. And Joel Embiid even said that that was the turning point in the game. Uh, yeah. Ben Simmons is 6'10", 240, and may be the best athlete in the league, right? When you watch him run, it's like watching a gazelle run through the jungle. Like he, the athletic, of, athletic ability of Ben Simmons is off the charts, right? And he shows it on defensive end. Like he's a great defender. Yep. And offensively, I don't get how he hasn't improved at all. We, we've seen numerous summer videos of him shooting jump shots, making it. Yeah. So he works summer on league, summer league. He was shooting well a couple of years ago. I don't know what the yeah. hell happened. Yeah. So it's definitely mental with him. Right. And he deserves the tomatoes because even if he can't shoot, let's say the jump shot is broken. Mm. Giannis can't shoot, but Giannis still gets 30 points a game. That's right. Just by being aggressive and being six eleven and super athletic. Ben Simmons is only one inch shorter than him and just as athletic as Giannis. There should be nothing stopping Ben Simmons from getting at least 15, 20 points a game every night easily. Nothing. Absolutely. Even without the jump shot. Because if you watch the play where he passed up the dunk, he can do that all the time because Joel Embiid is so gifted that you have to actually respect him at a three-point line. Mm. So you can post up Ben Simmons and he can get those points. Fast breaks, he should be able to get to the bucket all the time. If they're not building yeah. a wall and there's just one person between him and the rim, he should get to the rim every time. Take him down and dunk it. Exactly. Exactly. There's – and so he needs a jump shot, but even without the jump shot, he should be getting 20 points a game. Yeah. So the fact that he got five points in game seven, that's just inexcusable, man. Yeah, and it's awful. It's, it's awful. And it's like, man, just give me 610, 240, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you just, if you're not going to use it, Ben, <laughs> give it to somebody else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing. He's so talented. He makes, he makes the all star team. He's so talented that. Despite the fact that he can't shoot a jumper or a free throw, he's still able to be an all-star because his skills are off the charts. You're 100% right. He is one of the best athletes in the game, but it's broken in Philly right now. I think that that's done. He needs to revamp himself. And let me see what Shane's got to say. Shane Miller over here is saying the Sixers need to move on from Simmons. When Maxie got serious minutes, that was a different team, a team that I could see uh, beating the Bucks. Okay, that that's interesting. That is definitely I, interesting. I, I agree. Like with Ben, if he's not going to shoot the ball, you have a gifted player in Joel Embiid. He's the Hakeem of our generation, right? He's somebody on the inside, can do everything. Shoot the mid-range, shoot the three. In the post, he's way too big for everybody, along with the skill. And now when he posts up, it's clogged up because your point guard can't shoot. I don't have to respect him, right? It's like you playing at 25-hour fitness, you got the guy out there who's just playing for exercise. You know you don't have to stick him. In. You know you don't have to guard him. So he's like, oh, he self-checked. He just out here for, to run back and forth. I won't guard him. I'll float around. And now the best player on the team is stuck trying to get around two people because if one person out there is just a non-factor. Oh. So you're playing four on five on offense because of Ben Simmons. Yeah. So now Ben may need a different place. You know, a change of scenery yes. where he's the guy, right? And if you just put shoes around him, maybe he's the guy who can be like a Magic Johnson type where he can post up as the point guard and use the post as the way to operate the offense. I think that would be something that he can succeed in. And maybe just a different place will change him mentally as well. So I definitely agree with Shane as well on that. Yeah, you see, uh, the thing for me is I just don't think that he should play point guard. That that 
maybe he should play point forward or you know or power yeah. forward for that matter. The guy's six ten. Maybe he's just not in the right position. You know, play him more in the post or whatever, and let him learn those turnarounds. Whether he's using his right hand or left hand, that's another thing. D. This guy's a lefty, and he's always finishing at the hoop with his right hand, and I cannot figure that out for the life of me. I think because people have said he shoots with the wrong hand, so I think. Yeah, well, that's I don't know if he's right-handed. Or actually, I don't know which hand he is because even when he was at LSU, I was super excited. You know, I'm an LSU guy. I'm super excited when he got there. And you saw the the gifts athletically, but you had the same things where he wouldn't shoot. And teams were like, okay, he's not going to shoot. Right. He's going to pack the paint. And LSU didn't even make the tournament that year. So I think that was a definitely a sign of things to come with him. Good people kind of ignored it because they were like, okay, he didn't want to go to college in the first place. Say so ignored it and say that he didn't really show effort that year, which I got. But he definitely has not lived up to being a number one overall pick. Like he was picked to be the guy. He hasn't lived up to that. Yes. The, the process is clearly broken right now. So they're going to have to reprocess this whole thing. No doubt about it. Speaking of process, Nikki, process your applause right now before we get to our next segment. Can't wait to hear it. What do you got? My applause is going to my girl, Britney Spears, who – I don't know if you guys uh, are aware or follow her or anything, but um, I think everybody knows she's been under this conservatorship for like, I don't know, since she, you know, 2007, right? When everything went down. Um, So today she finally spoke on her own behalf in court. Um, It was like this afternoon, uh, Pacific time. So it wasn't that long ago. Uh, So if you follow the thread on Twitter, I mean, everything that she came out and said that her family has done to her and has been doing to her is absolutely horrific. Um, She basically said, like, they control every aspect of her life. They drug her up. They they won't let her have children. They won't let her get married. Uh, Her dad is basically just a giant piece of shit. They all just kind of you know, work her to death and take her money. Um, and she has no say in anything. She can't drive. She can't get in her boyfriend's car. She's not allowed to have any friends. She's in therapy like a hundred hours a week and they lie about her. And so she, and you guys can hear the audio on Twitter. Um, and it is just crazy to hear like she was this pop icon and all this has been going on behind the scenes and to actually hear her come out and say it. I mean, that was a huge step. So, uh, for the Britney army out there, today was historic. Uh, so hopefully the judge like grants this girl some freedom because if you kind of read through it and listen to some of uh, the audio recordings of what she said, it is just horrific. Um, I think, you know, it's a little bit of perspective too once you hear this. Like you're not even me. I'm a big complainer. I can't complain about a bad day ever again because this poor woman's been through so much. But applause to her for having the courage to get on this call and speak openly to the court and for the entire you know public to hear. Nikki, let me ask you a question with this Britney Spears thing because she was extremely young when she started. I don't know was she 16 or something like that when she, she came out with baby baby. So is does this go all the way back to then with her contract and her parents having control of it? Is that part of it or is this a brand new thing? No, I think this goes back to 07, you know, when she uh-huh. had her breakdown and, and like with the kids and everything. And I think okay. they... I think I think so. I think this has been like a 12 year, 13 year conservatorship where they just keep saying she's very ill and she can't function. But, you know, her whole argument is, well, I'm working and you're all making money off of me. So then it came out today like she 
they just ran like they drug drop on lithium and like she couldn't function. So a lot of like disturbing things have been going on. So that is very disturbing. Yeah, yeah, really- oh, yeah it's sick. Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. That's I, I know it's something I'm gonna read up on. To be honest with you, that's that's a pretty sick story. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awful to hear. You know, you just hope that you know she comes through on the other side of it better. You know. Yeah, that's exactly right. Exactly right. She's still young. You know, let good things happen. You know, we don't want we don't wish bad on people. That's for sure. Unless you're a horrible person or terrorist or something like that then you know just get out of here and leave everybody alone and put the guns away don't yeah, like unless them. unless you're an eagle or a cowboy we don't wish bad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the city of philadelphia you know all right hey let's get into our next one now play a play this one is really interesting we've never done anything like this before and it is <laughs> nikki's brainchild over here hot oh, items to bring to a party or that you want at a party. So you can either bring the item, whatever it may be, or you want to have whatever it is there at the party. So I went into house party mode, obviously, guys. And I put myself back in, you know, like my late teens and early 20s. (laughs) And, you know, what did I want to see there and everything like that? So this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I'll give you my first one, number four. All right, we're all going to do four of them. But here's what I would bring, and here's why. I would bring a karaoke machine. And the reason being is because when you just have a whole bunch of drunk people all over the place and they're having fun, you know that karaoke machine is going to bust out laughs like you've never heard in your entire life. I can picture the movie Ted, and where you're saying, like, you can sing every 90s song with A-I-O-U. You know, (laughs) I can just imagine what these people would do. So a karaoke machine would be fantastic because you know it's going to be used and you know that people are going to make a fool of themselves. So there are ultimate laughs happening no matter what with the karaoke machine. That's why it's my number four, D. That's a really good number four. That definitely brings the party. Make it lit, as young people would say. <laughs> yeah, I, probably, I probably dated myself. I probably haven't said that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever done karaoke? I yeah. Have. Yeah, I Oh, you have? have? You haven't? Yeah. No? no, you can oh pay me a million dollars to do that. No way. You, you, I, we got to get you drunk one day and we got to go do this. <laughs> yep, that's it. Do karaoke. That's it. Do yeah. karaoke and make me watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. So You guys did it drunk or sober? So I did it drunk and I've done it sober. So I, I was sober. We were on, I was in the Navy and we were on deployment. So of course, oh. or we couldn't drink until we got to port. So like we were just when I was just one day just super bored and everybody was like, oh, we're going to go to the cafeteria and they're doing something. The next thing I knew, they had everything set up for the karaoke. So I did my prerogative by Bobby Brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah, we had a good time and I've done it drunk like maybe three or four times. Oh, and wow. my go to is either that one or uh, My Girl by Temptations is oh, a good right. one that I do. And a Sweet Lady by Tyrese. It's, it's another one oh, that, I, okay. that I could do pretty well. So those, are, those wow. yeah, those are my, Ooh, my go-to. Wow. <laughs> Look at you. Yeah. No wonder you, you got the beautiful wife that you have. Yeah, you are smooth. Yeah. <laughs> now I get it. Now I get it. I love it. Yeah, I try. I'm glad that she didn't actually expect me to sound good. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're, already bringing, we're, we're already bringing the laughter with the karaoke machine. We haven't even got to the damn party yet. That's why it's, it's my number four. There you go. Exactly. What's your what's your go to song, Jason? You know what? 
I'm a Billy Joel guy. So I always go with Billy Joel, whether it's Piano Man or I'll go with um, uh, Come Out Virginia. Don't let me wait. Catholic girls start much too late. Ah, but sooner or later. All right. So I'll stop right there. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, a lot of fun. It is absolutely awesome karaoke. So, Nikki, I please come out of your shell and try it. It's awesome. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. You should try it. Uh, Now, for my number four, before you get to the karaoke, before everybody gets drunk, you should play some games, right? Bring some cards, dominoes. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, bring like whatever your favorite board game is. Like a great party game is called Left, Right, Center. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Yeah. Oh, so so you have like a party. Yeah, I've never okay. played dominoes. I don't know what left, right, center. Dominoes is a great game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dominoes, is dominoes is awesome. I'm and I'm King Domino. That's what they call me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I almost lost everything right there. The so, whole yeah, thing so, almost came out. <laughs> so yeah, my two favorite games are spades and dominoes. I love playing those, and they're strategy games. So I'm a big, I'm a big spades and dominoes guy. Um, but there's another one called like Monopoly Deal. Me and my wife go back and forth playing Monopoly Deal. So it's like a card game for Monopoly where you're trying to trying to collect all the like three sets of properties. But you could do different things to mess each other up. And we go back and forth with that. And it's, it's so fun. And like this left, right, center is where you have three dice. Right. One is and they all have left, right and center on them. And you have five dollars in your hand. So if you roll and. You get like there's one that's like a dot. That means you keep the dollar and then there's left, right and center. So if you roll all three dice, go left. You got to give all three. You got to give three dollars to the person on your left oh. to the right. And then if you get the dots, you get to keep the dollars. And yep. You do that until everybody is out of money. Yep. And it's, it's a really fun game. And uh, my wife won like 70 dollars at a party one time. When we were playing, we had like a good amount of people. So if you have like 10 people, it's a definitely a really fun game to play. It gets really competitive, even though it's pure luck. <laughs> it, gets really, it gets really competitive. That's a really good one to play. Uh, Cards Against Humanity is a funny oh, one. I love that game. <laughs> yeah. That's a Maybe really we should just do a show like playing like a game one day. Like a trip never ever or Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> I am down. I'm, I'm definitely down to do that. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a big game night person i think that makes a party really fun so that'll be my my thing to bring is the games no doubt hell yeah man bring twister too that'll just liven up the party no question jay (laughs) (laughs) all i said was twister children play it for god's sake nikki calm yourself down (laughs) oh jeez all right nikki what do you got you're number four Oh, you guys are fun. Yours are good. Well, my number four is because I don't trust the alcohol at other people's houses. So (laughs) I'm bringing my own box of Kettle One Botanicals, the cucumber and lime kind. Because also I'm a vodka person and like mm, some people just, you know, I don't want to be rude. So (laughs) I don't want like your rail vodka. Um, But then like you're not a bartender. I'm not a bartender. Please don't try to make my drink. So I prefer it in the can. So I'm going to bring it with me. And listen, if I go to a party and all you've got is red, white beer and like uh, an entire cooler of white claw. Um, I know that that's <laughs> some basic ass bitch party that <laughs> I, I probably not. You want to talk about a white party. 
And I'm sorry, but White Claw is disgusting. Uh, so that's why I bring my own. Everybody needs to broaden their horizons. There is some great spike seltzer out there. So I'm bringing my own Kettle One. You don't got to worry about me. I got my drink. I got my extra limes. I am set. I like it. I like it. Better be safe than sorry, right, D? Definitely, definitely. And okay. underrated seltzer, Mike's Heart Seltzer. Yeah. Really good. Oh, okay. Good. I haven't tried that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Hmm, okay. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Maybe I'll give it a shot. All right. My number three, we're talking about games. I'm not bringing it, but it better be there and it better be at every damn party. And that's freaking beer pong, man. You better make sure you have not just one, but at least four or five beer pong tables set up because everybody wants to play and not everybody wants to freaking wait. Okay. Looks <laughs> like Shane White calls you good and laugh out loud. But you need, you need a beer pong table. You absolutely have to have it. Like I said, multiple people want to play. It's fun and you get drunk doing it. You have a great time. It turns into you start hating your friends at the end of the night. Like, screw you, you freaking you cheated. It didn't bounce once. It came off the thing. Blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. You knock my cup over. It is awesome, but it could lead to a fight at the end of the night. But if you keep your composure, beer pong is freaking awesome. Make sure you have it at your party. That's what I'm talking about. Are you guys good at it? D, are you the king of Pong? <laughs> I have a feeling you might be. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty good at beer Pong. Me and my wife have lost only once. Really? Beer Pong, yes. We were undefeated really? until last year. I, I joked about going to um, her sister's wedding in Chicago for uh, the party the night before we were playing beer Pong. And we our first time losing was to her and her husband. Uh, so that was our first, and it came down to literally the last shot. Like we made, I made my last shot. And you know how you get to match it? They yeah, both yeah. made it into the same cup to beat us. Oh. Like it had to be, yeah, it had to be epic for us oh. to lose. <laughs> that is epic. That is that yeah. is pretty amazing right there. If you're gonna go out, you have to go out like that. You know, it's yeah. not even your fault. It's like okay, congratulations, man, you did it. Yeah, yeah so that's the one time we lost. Every other time we've won. So we definitely got to redeem ourselves though. So next time we see them, we're playing beer pong. And we're going to beat them. Love it. Love <laughs> it. You got, get, get it back. Get it back. There's no doubt. I'm okay. I'm not going to lie. I'm not like the greatest beer pong player in the entire world, but I freaking love the game. Nikki, how about you? Do you play? Nick, you play uh, beer pong? Do you play beer? Have you played no, beer I, pong? I hate, I've played it. Well, but I hate beer, so like I don't drink it. So I just make everybody else <laughs> on my team drink make it, and I'm pretty yeah, terrible yeah, at it. So make your partner drink it. That's okay. You can do vodka pong. pong. Ooh, I did try that before. That is that is rough. (laughs) It is. It is rough. You definitely but it's gonna be a lot harder to throw the balls into the holes playing vodka pong because you're not gonna (laughs) gonna say it all. (laughs) We used to fill it, we used to do ice cube tray races, and so we would just fill the ice cube trays with vodka and just line them up and just take the straws and go all the way down. So, mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's all grown up now. It's okay. She's all grown up. <laughs> hey, we got our man Chris Lewis in here. Let me get a couple of drinks with me and I'm money at beer pong. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Oh, man. Beer pong is great. So, there you go. I'm bringing that. It, it's got to be there. So, that's my number three, D. What do you got for your number three? No, that's a great number three. For my number three, uh, you got to have good food. So, and you got to keep it simple too like where it's a party we're trying to have fun pizza wings uh maybe some hand sandwiches keep it simple don't try to overdo it i've been to parties where they've overdone it it's been good food but then you got to concentrate on eating your food (laughs) 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 you're not doing anything else so if it's uh you know a typical night party pizza wings 
sandwiches, something like that. Make sure that you got good food at the party because you don't want just drinks because then people are getting drunk too fast. Oh, yeah. Everybody's passing out. You got to have food for people to eat while they're drinking. Also, for people who aren't up dancing or aren't playing the games, they can socialize <laughs> while they're eating. You got to have good food. I did. You know what? I didn't even think of that, but I definitely like that. What do you think about that? And it got, you got to have some food over there. I agree. Even if it's yeah. give you something. No, that's my number three. I am bringing, really? a, yeah, I'm bringing a tray of the Philly Pretzel Factory soft pretzel nuggets with all the dipping sauces because oh. I love hot soft pretzel nuggets like or just a big Bavarian pretzel like with spicy mustard, got the cheese, the jalapeno cheese, no ranch, cinnamon sugar dipping <laughs> sauce. Um uh, you know, but I like you got, how you say like, no ranch. <laughs> no ranch. Out. <laughs> Disrespect of ranch. <laughs> no Inside joke on the show, guys. Ranch is peace. <laughs> but I love um that's one of my favorite snacks. Like I don't even know why they make hard pretzels, like the sad bowl of pretzels and the sad bowl <laughs> of plain lace chips. Like, oh god, just plain lace chips and a white claw. Like, just then get me out of there. I'm not coming the to white that. Party. Claw. <laughs> Yes, I will bring a tray or even the little, you know, the little nuggets that come in like the Dunkin' Donuts munchkin box. I'll bring that for you because I just think you got to have that nice, warm, hot pretzel with all the sauces. So I love it. I tray love of it. Soft pretzels. You guys are on food for number three. I can dig it. I didn't put it in mind, but I definitely should have. So I'm glad that you guys brought it up. All right. My number two. You ready for this? I am bringing an all 90s hip hop and R&B mixtape, and that needs to be playing all freaking night long. Don't take out the tape. Don't do it. Because that tape, who, has a, who has a cassette, record, cassette thing? Final. <laughs> I don't care. Just find the damn thing. I, whatever they put it on Spotify. All 90s hip hop and R&B. That's all you need. Where you got your Biggie, your Tupac, Robin S. Black Box, like all, like all sorts of great dance music. Also, yes. that is the best era of music ever for me. Classic rock is definitely right there with it in in, in the 70s, but. I grew, this is what I grew up with, 90s music. It was phenomenal, and you can't beat it as far as I'm concerned. There is no era that beats the music that came out of the 90s. 90s mixtape, I'll have 100 songs on there, and you can replay that bad boy afterwards because you are not going to be upset. So that's what I'm bringing to the show. Awesome. Great pick. Uh, I've, I think I've told this story before. For my 30th birthday, we had a 90s-themed party, yeah. and I, I created this whole playlist on Spotify. I literally spent all day at work. Not working, creating this playlist for it, and everybody came in like different '90s costumes or just dressed like they were in the '90s. I was Smokey from Friday, oh, <laughs> which Nikki still has to see. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was Smokey from Friday, and it was awesome. And like you say, you can't go wrong with that at a party because even the youngins will be able to dance; they will be able to groove to it. So 90s hip hop and R&B is perfect for any party. Everybody yeah. will, you know, you, if Biggie comes on, everybody will dance to it. If even like Ice Ice Baby comes on, everybody stops yeah. and, and dances to yeah. it. Like it's perfect for any 
function. So I'm definitely with you on your number two there. Thank you. Thank you. I feel good about it because that's exactly what's happening, man. I am bringing that tape, Nikki. There's no question about it. I love how you said, keep the tape in and pump up your Reeboks already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> still game old school. That tape. A freaking, I haven't seen one of those since the VCR. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> Walkman out, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. They, they, the big CD you would carry yes. on your hip. Right? I thought I was so cool. <laughs> It's it's perfect to go with my shirt today. This is a perfect yeah, thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes, go with the Martin shirt today. <laughs> totally old school today. I love it. I love it. All right, D. Oh, what's your number two, man? So for my number two, I gotta go with Nikki's um, previous selection of alcohol. Like you had to have the good alcohol at the party, right? And like she said, I've been to some parties where people went cheap on alcohol, yeah. and it really ruined the mood. <laughs> like you can't you can't go too yeah. cheap on the alcohol. You gotta have good choices. So if you're like if you know People are vodka people. You can bring Nikki's selection or you bring Ciroc. Uh, Tito's is my vodka that I like if I'm going to mm. go vodka. Um, if I go dark, I like Desirano. Um, I might go with a like a, a whiskey, like a, a Tennessee honey, something like that. Mm. So I have my different selections, but you got to have good selections there and also have the mixers. I've been to parties where they had the alcohol, but they had nothing to mix it with. Yes. <laughs> what is that? Why? Yes, yeah, so you gotta have the mixers. Not all of us are just pure alcoholics where you just can drink it. Straight. <laughs> yeah, you can drink it straight, one ice cube. Like, all right, let's keep going. Yeah, like they only do that in the movies. Like people yeah. need <laughs> something to mix their alcohol with. All right, so bring your Coke, your Dr Pepper, your Sprite, <laughs> all the things that you bring to mix the drinks with the lemonade or the cranberry. Have make sure you have a good selection of mixers and good alcohol. Good selection. Also, the light stuff, the seltzers and stuff like that for the people who are lightweights along with that. And also water. I've been to parties where they did alcohol, but had no water. Yeah. You got to have you got to have all these things to make sure that people are hydrated. People can try to be responsible. Right. Most people won't. But at least they could try and drink some water along along with drinking alcohol. But you got to have a good selection of alcohol and mixers. I like that, man. Hey, look, I'll be honest. I'm not the biggest um liquor drinker you know like heavy liquor and stuff like that it just gets me into another planet i'm like another stratosphere when i drink that stuff so but i get it yeah but most people really like that so you want to have a nice assortment going on man i get it nikki yeah yeah and don't be cheap about it i can't stand the cheap alcohol you throw it you know when i'm throwing a party i don't cheap out i just i don't like cheap that's the thing we're no longer in college yeah, so we're, we're not trying to do like day. when you're in college, you don't know any better. So yeah. you would do the plastic bottle of vodka, not knowing the reason it's uh, plastic. Right. <laughs> uh, I like, felt that hangover as you said it. Yes, exactly. Oh, We've all had those days on those super bad plastic bottles of alcohol. Uh, and the hangover on cheap alcohol is not worth it. Oh, you might as well oh, spend right. the money to get the expensive bottle <laughs> or the, the decent bottles and not have that hangover from the bad alcohol. Like, yeah. it's just not worth it at all. So spend some money, even if you have your friends put in on it. Just make sure you get good alcohol and good mixers. There you go. That's hey, that's what a lot of people like is that good alcohol. Get it together. Make sure you have a nice – put it on the island table, wherever you go. You know, you might have a nice big house, whatever it is. Set it up and tell people not to break everything. That's the bottom line. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. What do you got, Nick, for two? Uh, so for my number two, um, of course, I'm going to bring a gift for the host or hostess. Aww. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. Uh, but it usually benefits myself. It's like an insurance plan. So maybe a bottle of Grey Goose, right? Or like if I know I'm going to somebody's house, 
and like my friend's like a, a chocolate lover that I know all the desserts are going to be chocolate. So I'm going to bring like something like a coconut or I'm going to stop at Cupcake Magician and bring like the assortment of cupcakes. So I know that I'll be able to have something. Um, so like it depends. I mean, sometimes you bring edibles, depends whose house you're going to, and yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so I'm bringing a hostess gift, but it, it is for them, but it's partly for me because I am selfish. And I also, you know, <laughs> if you're hosting a party, read the room a little bit, like just make sure you have something for everybody. That's all. Not yeah. all of us love chocolate. We don't, and chocolate and peanut butter, we talked about it, it's disgusting. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm bringing some probably coconut concoction. All right, hey, there you go. I'm digging it, man. I, I like our list so far. We're doing really good over here. I'm loving this. We right definitely got to get together and throw a party. It'll be epic. Yeah, oh. we. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, if we threw a party, you guys know that you're getting the goods, man. The greatest <laughs> of everything. You're hearing it right now. My number one is really, really simple. And again, it just going back to like when I'm 16, 17, 18 years old. There needs to be. It's just obvious there has to be multiple kegs all over the place for the people who just like beer. You have to have them, not just one where there's a freaking line waiting and you have to like pretend that the cops are around. Look, oh, the cops are here. Get the kids to run away so you can get your beer. You got to have multiple kegs in different spots around the house, wherever it may be. This way, everybody gets theirs. It's fine. You have your drink. You don't have to wait online. Multiple kegs are very important because, again, a lot of people are drinking beer and they don't care if it's Miller Lite or who's light or what's light in there. It doesn't make a difference. They're going to be drinking it. So kegs are awesome. I'm not talking about keg stands, but you need kegs multiple in order to have a real deal party. There always has to be kegs there, in my opinion. That's a good one, especially when you're younger. Like at 31, I don't want the kegs there. Um, But but when you're younger, that's definitely a good thing to have the kegs there. You could do like the keg stand. You could have the somebody going crazy on the head on the handstand. Yeah, do it. Like you could have all those moments. So yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, I mean, keg stands too. I take it. Say that again. Keg stands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was long, yeah. I, I've never been great at that either. I mean, you know, I'm full disclosure. I don't <laughs> like. He's probably the king of it. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. Yeah, no, I wasn't good at that either. I wasn't a, a keg. I wasn't like a keg drinking guy. Yeah, it, it, it was. It wasn't for me. I'm like, just. I don't want to be upside down drinking. Can I just have my freaking beer and leave yeah, me alone? I, I, I was the one recording somebody else doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so that would be my that'd be my number one. You just have to have them if you're at a party. That's the bottom line. It must be there. So there you go. D, what do you got for your number one? So for my number one, this is me going back to my single days. Okay, okay. <laughs> you got to have an even number or as close to as even as possible of men and women at the party, right? Because I've been to parties where it was too many men there. You would call it a certain food festival. (laughs) (laughs) Certain breakfast food party. (laughs) Yes, definitely. You don't want to have that, right? And for women, I don't know if women really care that much to have the even number, but for men, we need the even number, right? Because we can have a good time when it's just the fellas, but if it's a party and not a guy's night out, I want to have an even number. I want to have some nice women around to talk to. Like, again, Disclaimer, this is pre-married Damien. Bro, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have the women to talk to and just have that the women to dance with. Like, because if you got mostly men there and you're playing a good song, 
now you can't dance. You just got to sit there in the corner and shrug your shoulders because you, <laughs> you can't go out there and dance like you want to. So you got to have a good even number or as close to even as possible of men and women at the party. I think that's absolutely 100% exactly what I would want. That could be my number one because that makes sense. Yeah, You don't want to go where there's too many guys. Yeah, It's great to hang out with your friends and all, but if you're going to a party, you expect there to be the opposite gender and everything like that and an equal amount, and that's what you hope for. And sometimes yeah. it didn't turn out that way, but when it did turn out that way, those were the better parties, man. So I like your number one a lot. I thank, like that. I don't know how Nikki feels about it being the female, but let's hear her number one. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, women don't care. Like, we, <laughs> really don't, we don't care if you guys are there. They don't need us there because when, when they're in the club, they're usually just dancing with themselves and we yeah. bother them. Exactly. You're hoping your girls don't get lost and that they show up and nobody's like thrown up in the bathroom. Like we, we don't care about the ratio. Oh, well, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just on like a safety note, but but generally no, we're just there to dance with each other and have fun. And then some guy comes up on you and you're like, oh man, here. <laughs> <laughs> or sometimes you're like, oh man, that's what you're <laughs> Yeah, but then again, then they're like, so they do that. Then they think they could buy you a drink and then hang around you all night. Like, no, man, let's here take five dollars and go. Like, please. <laughs> now you gotta get the, you gotta get the number and go. Like that's the move. You gotta get the number and then play it cool and act like you're gonna talk to somebody else. That's what you gotta do. I, I used to use a Will Smith line. Yo, baby, hurry up and give me your phone number before I don't want it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I heard him say that on Fresh Prince, I laughed for about four and a half weeks, man. It was one of the funniest <laughs> things I ever heard in my life. Hurry up, baby. Give me your number before I don't want it no more. I, I, does that work? And it actually did one time. So I, I will save that story for off the air. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nikki, what's the number one for you? So my number one, like you, Jay, I'm not bringing a mixtape, but I am bringing my Spotify playlist uh, okay. that I've been Listen, I got some good playlists. They have been expertly curated. And I often do have, you know, friends or before, you know, party, they'll ask me, oh, Nick, can you put together a playlist? Because listen, sometimes the music gets like bad, like bad wedding bad. Like people are singing Sweet Caroline. Like I can't. Like so the music's got to be on point. At some point, you got to switch it up. So let me bring my playlist. There's good music on there. And you, it's got to be food and music and the alcohol, but like food and music and everything else can come together. That's kind of what we crunch it down to. You know, you got to have obviously food. You got to have music, you know, and look, you got to have a good ratio, man. I, I'm with you. <laughs> you got to have the right ratio over there, you know, and even if there's more women, that would be the magical day when we went to a party. It's like, oh, my God, there's actually more women here than men. It's amazing. Very rarely ever happens. It's a pipe dream. But oh man, that was fun. <laughs> Did we catch an unpopular opinion there though? Did we catch that she doesn't like Sweet Caroline? I yes. don't like Sweet yeah. Caroline. What's wrong with you? A like, lot. <laughs> you not like Come On Eileen either? No, I hate that song. Oh my God. <laughs> like I just hate it. I hate when I'm at a wedding and it comes on, and I'm just like, ah, oh, oh, cringe. Drunk party songs. These are drunk party songs. You have to love, and them. they're terrible. Oh boy, oh boy, we got to talk. We have. <laughs> well, it's Nikki's time to get us right now. All right. It is the knowledge time. And I mean, just let's let it go. It's tricky, Nikki. And it's all about it. Let's have it. We're going to raise hell over here with it. Let's go. Where's my tricky Nikki song? Let's play it. I think it's 
very vital to rock around. That's right. On top of it's tricky. It's the place. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, yeah. to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. Woohoo! <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, D. Love it, love it. It is Knowledge with Nikki time, the best part of the show. Here we go. This is where she destroys us, but we take it and we love it. Nikki, what are we doing this week? Okay, so you guys, so the first day of summer was like two days ago, I think, or three days ago. Uh, And nothing makes me think of summer more than the Jersey Shore. So let's do some Jersey Shore (laughs) trivia. Wow, I'm about to get all these wrong. <laughs> I'm in trouble, man. I'm gonna have to go in the memory bank over here. All right. Uh who went first? La- D, you went first last time. Yeah, Jay, uh, you're up. Okay. Yeah, boy. Here it comes. Okay, Jay. Number one. How many boardwalks are in New Jersey? Fourteen. D? Uh, I'm gonna say six. Eighteen. Oh wow. Close, but not close enough. Close. Close. I get right. a quarter point. Quarter, quarter <laughs> of a point. <laughs> All right. Number two. Sandy Hook Lighthouse is the oldest working lighthouse in the United States. In what year did the lighthouse open? 1847. D? I'm going to say 1905. 1764. Oh, wow. Oh, man. People knew what they were doing back then, building that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying people who built the pyramids or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Jay, number three. Atlantic, Atlantic City's Steel Pier was first opened in what year? 1934. D? I'm going to say 1950. 1898. Damn, these are people Everything who Everything in Jersey just super old or what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> have electricity then. How did that happen? Yeah, we didn't have a damn light bulb. <laughs> All right, day number four. Okay, let me get how, one. <laughs> how much was the cast of Jersey Shore paid for season one of filming? In total or per each person? Yeah, like how much did the cast make? How much did the entire cast make in or season person, one? Yeah, in season one. I would say the entire cast. Are you saying they got paid equally? Whatever you think. Oh, they whatever. Got okay. So in total, I would say they got paid um, $500,000. Nope. D? No, she's like, nope. <laughs> I would say in total for the first season, probably only a hundred k It actually didn't get paid at all. They wow. only got paid for the shifts that they worked at the, the t-shirt shop. The, wow. I remember that. Okay. Really? Um, and then once, <laughs> once season two came, then they each got $10,000 per episode. Per episode. Oh. Yeah. And how many episodes do they usually have? Like 15 or something? I think so. Imagine how mad I was. This is my hometown, and I could have just went across the bridge and act a fool and make all this money. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You could have been on that stuff. That could have been you. Ten times. What was it? Ten thousand they made each. Ten thousand each per episode. 
time. Let's say they did 15 episodes. That means they made, no, there's no way they made over a million dollars. No, it'll be 150K, right? Yeah, 100, yeah. 100, okay, my math is, I can't even use the freaking calculator, right? Jesus. <laughs> Gosh. It's All right, over there. <laughs> it's your turn, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, D. What New Jersey shore town was a summer home to seven presidents? Uh, New Jersey shore town? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I know the name of any of the towns. I would say... Now, the cities I know in New Jersey are a short town, so I'm going to pass to Jay. <laughs> All right, just throw one know. out. Is it Paris? Newark? I don't know. No. <laughs> no. What would you say, Jay? Paramus? No. Long what Branch. Oh, I should have known that, actually. Oh, bad on me. I should have mm-hmm. known that. Oh, well. Okay. I lose. All right, D, number two. So, Seaside Heights is very resilient. The boardwalk had to be rebuilt two times. In what years did the boardwalk have to be rebuilt? Uh, 1990 and 2005. Jay? I'm going to go with um, 1974 and 1999. 1955, there was a fire, and 2013 was Hurricane Sandy here. Uh, that makes sense. Oh, wow. If I had a minute to think about it, I would have got it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. number three. More knowledge. More knowledge. Here we go. How much salt is in the New Jersey Boardwalk Treat saltwater taffy? How much salt? Yes. Does is he have like a tank? measurement or something? Or is it in pounds? <laughs> um, I would say it's very salty. So I'm going to go with a half a pound of salt. No. Jay? No. <laughs> I am so lost in this question. This is I got to just go <laughs> random over here. Um, Chris, I don't know any of these either, bro. We're, we're having a hard time over here. We really are, man. I'm with you. Um, how, repeat the question, please, so I can make a fool of myself. How much salt is in saltwater taffy? How much salt is in saltwater taffy? Uh, three grams. No, so actually none. Uh, <laughs> trick, man. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys want to know how it got its name, though? Yes. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so taffy inventor david bradley had a candy store in atlantic city i think a lot of people know that well they say it was invented in atlantic city um in 1883 so a huge storm came through flooded atlantic city flooded his store um so while he was cleaning it uh the legend has it a young girl came in and asked do you have any taffy you know left to sell and he jokingly said, help yourself to some saltwater taffy because there was, like, water everywhere. And thus we have saltwater taffy, no salt. Where else are you going to get this information of the <laughs> knowledge with Nikki? <laughs> knowledge with Nikki. That's why it's called that. Understand what's happening here right now, guys. Well done. You're, def- well you're definitely done. learning things you would never know. 
If I go to Jeopardy and they have Jersey as one of the, the topics, I'm definitely picking Jersey and these questions better come up. They better yeah. come up. All right, D, one, one more for D. Here we go. Hey, Last please, one. We got like a Ben Simmons free throw percentage, man. Help us out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, D. So Jersey Shore wasn't intended to be a reality show real world style it was supposed to be a competition show do you know what the name of that competition show was originally supposed to be called uh sure thing see what i did there oh i like that but no (laughs) (laughs) Uh, jersey jocks Uh, it was supposed to be called guidos Derogatory in some sort of way. I don't yeah, know. I mean, casting like changed directions. Uh, they were searching for the perfect Guido to compete against each other, and then uh, I guess it was too sausage party esque, and they <laughs> got ratio, and thus we got Jersey Shore. This is what ratio. You need. you need a ratio. Exactly. This comes full circle. circle. Oh, but I you owe me a drink. Coming full circle is right, damn it. Wow, that's amazing stuff right there. All right, knowledge with Nikki. We got our ass kicked because she is so damn tricky, but it's all right. It's all good in the hood. I got one for you guys. I got a quick trivia question that I actually saw this morning um, on Get Up. So I want to give him credit for it. You know, we don't do that sort of stuff around here. So I saw this on Get Up and actually got it right. That's why I want to ask you guys. Quick trivia question. The Steelers have the longest active streak of non-losing seasons. The Steelers have the longest active streak of non-losing seasons. Who is in second place? Oh. Oh. Non-losing seasons. I did get it right, full disclosure. That's why I'm asking. Mm. Take your time. It's all good. It is a tough one. It makes you you gotta think for a minute. Yeah. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. <laughs> I want to have them answered immediately. <laughs> Not and non-losing and this is current or all time current current Steelers have 17 consecutive seasons of non-losing 17 and the next team doesn't have quite as much obviously but they're in second place and if you remember you could take one team out the Patriots were six and ten last year so yeah that was my that was my first thought that was like no me too and I was like no no that can't no can't be yeah so I'm gonna go with dang (laughs) I was gonna gonna pick a team in the NFC East but they all lost last year they all (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can happen there uh so wonder if one of our listeners might get it Let's see. I'm gonna go with the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, you got Seattle. Nikki, do you agree with him or would you go with in a different direction? I'm stuck. Yeah, no, I agree. Or was it Kansas City? Well, I'll go Kansas City. Well, I guess we'll see. Should have stuck with you, man D right there. Seattle Seahawks uh, is the correct uh-huh. answer. Absolutely. Way to go, D. Way to go, man. Chris said Green Bay, but Aaron Rodgers got hurt that year. They ended up going seven and nine, I think. But otherwise, they would have been close, Chris. But that's yep, true. Seattle's field. Way to go. Thank they, you, wait, thank Russell you. Wilson got there. They they have not had a losing season since. That yeah. That's it. He got there and done freaking deal. So good job, D. Way to go. And yeah, I was just going through divisions in my head. And I was like, yeah. always there. And I was like, 
Seattle. Seattle. Two Super Bowls in a row, you know? Yes. Yeah. Good job. Nikki, you should have stuck with your first instinct. I know you had it there. Yeah. I want to ask you guys one other NFL question because we got unpopular opinions and dinner fight club coming up. But out of these four quarterbacks, all right, which is the best quarterback that has not won a Super Bowl? These just four. We have Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Philip Rivers. I know he just retired. Oh, God. You know, Don't him in there. All right, for, I, Nick, and, all right, forget Philip Rivers for Nikki, but it could be in there for, for Damien. He could I literally it. just like, cl- I almost like just choked my microphone. Like, I just <laughs> in rage. I feel a knowledge with Nikki. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so, so Matthew, the, Stafford, the, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Philip Rivers. <laughs> That's tough. I would go with. I, I probably, but honestly, I know Nikki, you're gonna hate me. I would probably go with Philip Rivers. You know, I they, they came close a couple of times. They ran to the Patriots, and he's you know he's got all the numbers and everything, kind of like Stafford doesn't even Ryan, if you want to say that. Cam Newton's a different type of player, but he did go to a Super Bowl. So did Matt Ryan, but Rivers and Stafford never went. But I feel like Rivers, Damian, is maybe the best out of the bunch that didn't get to go. Yeah, I was going to go at Rivers as well. Um, Stafford, I think this year can change that. Yeah. If he, if he, with that talent he has around him, if he is able to take L.A. to the next level, he may jump Rivers there. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would go there. Matt Ryan is underrated. I don't want to just, you know, throw him under the bus. He is a good quarterback who's been in a bad situation the last couple of years and not getting any better when, you know, getting rid of Julio. <laughs> but I think that. I would have to go Phillip Rivers, then Stafford. I, I like that order, actually. I think I would agree, even though um, the two other have been to the Super Bowl, Nikki. So what do you think? Um, I maintain that Phillip Rivers is uh, is a Phillip Rivers problem. I know we've gone over this so many times, so I won't get back into it. Um, yes, the other two have gone. So I, I actually, yes, with Matt Stafford has decent talent around him, I do think that He's probably for me. Yeah, he'd be up top there, and I would like to see him win one. Like, please, you know, it's just yeah. like he has so much talent. Um, but he's just always <laughs> on shitty Detroit. Like, <laughs> out of there, a crime. I know, I know. So hopefully this year, like you talk about a quantum leap. I think if anyone can do it, he can. Mm, maybe so. Yeah, he's big numbers. Maybe big yeah, numbers. Sound effect now, Nikki. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> oh no, I, I leave that to the experts. Uh-uh. I'm not gonna play myself like that. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. All right. So that's yeah, I wanted to throw a couple of those at you guys, but um, we have unpopular opinions now. One of again, favorite part of the show. You never know what's gonna come out. Sometimes it turns into a popular opinion because we make it that way. But let's hear it. Nikki, you want to go first? Oh, uh, sure, I'll go first. Right. Uh so my unpopular opinion is that. Amazon Prime Day sucks and it's <laughs> overhyped. Why is that? Because, like, I, I, so I understand the point is to like entice people who are not, you know, Prime members yet. Which, by the way, I looked it up: two hundred million people worldwide are Prime members. So, like, I guess that's not wow. enough. Like, we need more and more and more and more. But I just, so I, I'm on Amazon all the time, just like everybody else. I appreciate that my stuff comes the next day sometimes. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> like, so I'm, I'm cruising through, I'm scrolling everything I want or would be interested in 
either not on sale or it's like, oh, here's a $3 coupon. $3? Like, what am I going to do with that? You know what I can do with it? I was trying to watch a show on Prime Video over the weekend, and it cost $3.99. Now, I already buy Prime, have my Prime membership. Why can't I just watch the show I want to watch? I got to pay for that, too. So I don't think the deals are that great. It's only anything on sales, the ring. Everybody has one by now. Or the nest or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. <laughs> I just, I don't think it's that good. I mean, make people want to buy. Why can't it be like, like Jeff Bezos, your cajillionaire? Can't like the first 24 hours be like 50% off your purchase? And then, you know, because they do two days of it. And then the next day, can it be like 30% off or 50% off as many times as you want or something, something, but not $2.50 coupon, like off this vacuum I'm eyeing up. It was like save $5. Well, man, that's stupid. I can go to uh, Bed Bath & Beyond with that load of coupons. You know how you get like a million of the 20% offs and just yeah. cashier rings them through. She don't care how many, she don't care if it's from 20 years ago. They just ring it right through. That will get me into that junkie store, but still, like, <laughs> Amazon Prime Day. I, I don't know. You really, you do nothing for me. Nothing. You know, I got to tell you, Nikki. As you were talking, I, I was really listening to you, and I have Amazon Prime, just like two hundred million other people, like you said, and that's more than half the population in the United States. And you're right. I go to movies, and I'm like, why do I have to pay for this freaking thing? What the hell is going on over here? It's a movie that was made 38 years ago, and I still have to pay five dollars for four ninety nine or whatever it is. So. I'm with you. I thought that you get Prime, you're in Prime time, man. I mean, this is, you, you got everything. You're good to go. Every everything should be free unless only, you know, it's only a new movie. The, yeah, only in the free where it says free to me, and I'm like, this is so stupid. Your content no. sucks. I'm not paying three dollars. I'm not doing it. Put it. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't. No, I, I actually, the more you spoke now, I, I totally understand what you're saying. I agree 100% because I have it and it frustrates me. I don't even go, I don't even go on it anymore. No, I don't, I don't either. Not really. Just get it together, Amazon. Get yeah. it together. You got Prime D? Yeah, we have it too. And <laughs> like you said, it's the, you go on there for a movie. You're like, okay, Netflix. Sometimes you're on Netflix and you can't find that right one. You're like, oh, let me check out Amazon Prime. Right, yes. <laughs> yes. And, then you, and then you're like, oh, now they're charging me for this movie I want to watch? Really? Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. And the the uh, oh man, with you talking about going to uh, Bath and Body Works, my wife just came back yesterday with a whole bag full of stuff from her <laughs> coupons. <laughs> so I definitely know that you guys are on it when it comes to that. She's yeah. talking about, oh, this is don't worry about this bag over here. I yeah. bought you this though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you this and I got don't worry about what I'm pulling in from the car. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I use that Kohl's cash, man. I'm all about that. I'll take it. I'm with you. Have the coupons <laughs> at the store. Bring it on, baby. Good job, Nikki. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah, that's that. A good, that's a good one. What do you got, D? All right. So we've been having a very progressive show today with our opinions on stuff and my opinion, <laughs> this opinion probably isn't that much that, that progressive, Probably go back to the stone age on this one. <laughs> Hopefully I don't lose you guys. So, oh so I think that in certain things, feminism has gone too far. Oh God. <laughs> and this is <laughs> in, in this particular instance that I'm talking about, Nikki might even agree with me on this one. So it's become this new thing where women are proposing marriage to men. And for me, I feel like that's something that should be kept to the man to do. It just doesn't feel right. Like I wouldn't feel good if 
I came home and it was a surprise and my wife had put up or my fiance at the time had put up this thing, this banner saying, marry me. And she's down on one knee and I'm the one yelling. She put a ring on it. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> it wouldn't be right. And this video went viral of this. Uh, this man went to meet his his girl for dinner and he thought it was just a dinner. But when he gets there, his family's there with a big sign saying, marry me. And his girl's on one knee proposing to him. Wow. <laughs> and he, of course, you got to say yes. You can't say no at that point because the family's there. It's on right. video. You can't say no. So you got to say yes. And now she got to pick you up and throw you around instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of the other way around. So for me, I think it should be on the guy to propose marriage to the woman in heterosexual relationships. And it just doesn't feel right to watch a woman on one knee asking a man to marry her. It should always be the man proposing to the woman. But maybe I'm just in the stone age, but I just, for me, I would be so embarrassed if I came and my wife was on one knee and I'm saying yes, and I'm on Instagram talking about she put a ring on it. You see it, <laughs> all the single men, all the single men, all the single men, all the single men. <laughs> it just wouldn't be right. It's just not the way it's meant to be. So as progressive as I have become in my old age, that's something that I think should be kept traditional. The man proposing to the woman, the man buying the ring, like even though if you know some relationships, you know the woman makes more, but the the man, even if you get help, you know the man should get the ring, propose to the woman, and the man should be the one offering her the world and whatnot. But it for me, I just don't like the trend of women proposing to men. Maybe I'm just old in my D, thinking. I think you're very chivalrous, is what you are. Not not. <laughs> I think you're chivalrous. You're one of those, you know, men you, who carries. You know, you're on the horse. You know, and you got the steel sword and everything. That mm -hmm. you, you're the man. I'm gonna tell you, bro. Maybe 10 years ago, I would have. I disagree. I think this may be an unpopular opinion. I can't wait to hear what Nikki says because, okay, I'll bring it up. A Friends episode, if you guys saw when yeah. <laughs> proposed to Chandler, it was phenomenal. She had freaking candles all over the place. Chandler walks in. She thinks that Monica's like all pissed off and boom, going to marry you. And that honestly, she couldn't do it. So Chandler had to propose. But the bottom line is, mm -hmm. if I were to get. Look, if I'm in love and I know that I want to marry this woman and she comes out and does something spectacular, kind of like what you did, bro, you know, do something spectacular, like, you know, total shock. And you know that you want it anyway because you've been thinking about it. I am all for it. If it's done, again, in a surprising way where you're not seeing it coming, Nikki, what do you think about that? Um, no, I am all for women taking control of the relationship. Well, and... take, take, hold on, hold on. Not taking control. We're talking yeah, about she, No, that <laughs> is taking control of the relationship because men have fragile egos and you guys take forever to propose <laughs> and biologically women don't have a lot of time. So we don't have years to waste. So that is taking control. If you want to marry me, say yes. If not, be gone. If that's a, so, if that's the thing though. When the man is ready, he's gonna propose. But right? you understand yeah, our okay. biological clock. Like we don't have time to wait around for you guys to go out and and do whatever you're doing. Like, listen, I no, I'm all for it. You know, we we only got limited. Listen, this is we women have limited eggs. I'm sorry, and that's just <laughs> the way it goes. And we don't have a lot of time. So, uh, no, I, I I'm for it. If 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 she feels like she wants to do that and, and kind of 
get things going here, or maybe he's a little bit hesitant, then then go for it. So is it, would it be as special if you proposed to your husband? Like, would it be like that moment be as special? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, right now, I, well, I'm hearing from Nikki. She sounds like Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Vinny. My biological clock is ticking. <laughs> Mine is not. Mine is not. But I'm just saying, I know, I just know this from friends of mine. Like, they're, listen, there are guys out there that just string along and string, and they're like, oh, I wish I could propose, you know. Well, so do it. I mean, then you get your answer, right? Then you can either move on with life or just keep this guy around. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of, um, you know, I think some women feel like they they want to do that, but maybe they feel like they can't. But yeah, some guys they, they like to play games, so <laughs> they do. Well, they sometimes they take forever. I am I'm down with the chivalry and the tradition. There's no doubt about it. But if a woman proposed to me, like, and again, I was in love with her, and she did something, you know, something it doesn't have to be spectacular, but something that would catch me off guard, I, I would be pretty like hyped about that, knowing that this woman absolutely loves me to go through all that trouble to do something like that. So no, definitely that part of it I agree with. Like the fact that, she, like the the video that went viral of the woman who surprised her man. You know, he thought they was going to dinner, and the whole family was there. That's awesome. That definitely yeah. shows how much she loves him. Right. That part is awesome. Just for me as the guy, I'll be one. I want to be the one to propose marriage, and show I, you how much I love you, and that I'm ready. And I, for me, I've been like, oh man, I wish. You know, I would have. For me, if my woman would have proposed to me. I would have felt bad because I would have felt like I let her down. Uh, and she I felt like I needed to do it. Yeah, okay. I'm sure my husband would have felt like that. Like it would have been yeah. it, to me. It doesn't matter if you love each other and you're kind of in that place. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm sure he would feel the same way you do, D. Like no, absolutely not. <laughs> like I'm the one that proposes. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, if a woman wants to do it, hey, all the power to her. That is an interesting <laughs> point you bring out, D. Though I, 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 that I didn't think about that. You know, like, oh my God, I let it down. Like she's doing it first. Like, like, hurry up, man. Let's get. You know, a friend of mine yeah. that I happened to uh, recently. So I, I kind of understand that. That all right, that part makes sense. I, I can totally get down with that. All right, my unpopular opinion. We're having a, so much fun over here, but this one is, you know, not serious or anything. But I support the players not going to Tokyo to play in the Olympics for Team USA and. I have a few of the players uh, here. Let me just get it real quick. I know that um, Durant. Uh, I know Durant is going. Let me see over here. Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Drew Holiday, Damian Lillard are all going. Chris Middleton, um, Kevin Love. I'm not even sure why that he's going, but Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, but Steph Curry, Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Lowry, <laughs> all said that they're not going to go. And I have no problem with that. And I know that a lot of people do because it's Team USA. You They had the dream team, the redeem team. I don't know what you're going to call it now. The, you know, the gleam team. I have no freaking idea, but <laughs> it's, so hard to, like, it's so hard to do what 92 did, the dream team. That'll never be surpassed. Even what the redeem team did, it, it doesn't matter. Like nothing can beat that. Like nobody can beat Jordan basically at the end yeah. of the day. So I'm 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 really okay with it because some players need to work on their game and their profession is basketball, NBA, not the Olympics. You know, some are older, some may be afraid, you know, even to travel with COVID or something like that. So I wouldn't blame them for that reason either. There are numerous reasons, maybe even family and using like the off season is, uh, you know, you want to spend the off season time with your family. You know, some players really want to do that and take that time and get that rest and also get working out. So, um, I'm cool with it. You don't want to go to the Olympics. You have your own reasons. 
I'm fine with it. I know a lot of people say, no, let's go. Let's get everybody out there. Let's go play and make sure we dominate and win every game by 50 points. But, I, D, I, I'm all right with it, bro. Yeah, and plus the days of us beating everybody by 30 points is over. Like the international game has caught up to America in a way where those yeah. games are going to be closer. Even the redeem team, as stacked as it was, people forget that gold medal game against Spain like came down to the end. That's right. I mean, like, that's, right. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why people look at Kobe what he does is because Kobe was the one who took over to win that game. Um, so with players not wanting to go, I get it, especially with this season. Like the players who are still playing now, like the Olympics aren't that far away. So you're not going to get that much of a rest time between the end of the season and the Olympics starting. You've had this crazy last year and some change now right, that you're recovering right. from. You want to get able to have that back. And with the team that we have going, I still think we have a gold medal team. Like oh, that's, sure. that's going there. Yeah, yeah, me yeah too. That's, it's a very talented group. Yeah. So I have no problem with players saying, okay, I got to take – advantage of, of my time even ben simmons is not playing for australia this year he says he gotta go work on his game That's so right. you have people who are in need of doing what's best for them and i think that it's always in the best interest of the player to do his best for them and t- people do come back better from playing with team usa like a lot of times you'll see team p- players go and play and come back better That's so true. those players can do that but other players want to work out on their own and also just rest you all, yeah. we all need that rest, so I'm not mad at it at all. All right, cool. All right, I'm glad you agree, Nikki. Do you think yeah. it's a matter of national pride and all these players got to go no matter what, or are you on uh, our side over here saying you got to do what's best for you? And there may be multiple reasons why you don't want to go to Tokyo and maybe be subjected to COVID or anything like that through plane rides, whatever it may be. But everybody has their reasons. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, <clears throat> I think you know, you do you if you feel like it's not right for you, then, then no, you don't have to go. And not everybody has that like national pride. I mean, if it was me, one of my, like, you know how you have like the fantasy, like this will never happen, but like, I would love to be on an Olympic team. Like wish I could be like, uh, I think diving is so cool. I'm like, have a gold medal, but like not everybody's like that. Um, but hey, if that's if you don't want to go, then then don't go for whatever reason it is. And oh, I don't blame anybody going to Tokyo. There's still COVID out there. And, you know, uh, vaccines aren't widely available everywhere in the world. And you have people coming from all over the place. So listen, I, I get it. Maybe this is just, you know, we're still not back to normal yet. So no, if, if that's you don't want to go, then then don't go. I yeah. got no problem with that. I don't like rules anyway. So. she don't play by the rules man she's got her own set of rules i do she has her own 10 commandments (laughs) (laughs) thou shalt have fun and second is leave me alone Um, (laughs) sounds about right (laughs) i'm getting to know you pretty well nikki it's been a while oh man that's what a great show having so much fun over here we got one more our very fun version of dinner fight club to end this bad boy out, I got a couple. You guys got a couple over here, one or two? Yeah, I, I got, got one. All right. Well, let me give you one weird one, and uh, let's see where you <laughs> go with this. This is definitely weird. Mario, Luigi, and Bowser. Who are you taking? Dinner Fight Club. What do you got, <laughs> Nikki? Yeah, Nikki, you first. Okay. Mario, so- Luigi, and Bowser. All right. So, oh, yeah, it's Dinner Fight Club. Oh, man. Let me, man, I loved Super Mario Brothers. All right. So, it's amazing. It is amazing. It is. All right. I guess Bowser in a fight, right? Because he, you know what? Yeah. He would always get me in that damn castle. <laughs> <laughs> this time he would have my back 
and stand up for me and fight one of these, you know, whatever, those mushrooms that would drop down and just get you all of a sudden, <laughs> like out of nowhere. All right. So Bowser in a fight. I guess Luigi to dinner, probably pick a good Italian place. I mean, I you got to take Mario to the club. You have to. I like it. You can I do like it, it. Like, you change it to that squirrel costume or whatever, and the leaves. <laughs> Stop flying around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Party tricks. That's good. Well done, mm-hmm. Nikki. I like the breakdown right there. D, can you Super Mario there? 3 right there? Okay. Yep. <laughs> around, man. Awesome. I like it, Nikki. Way to go old school. Excellent. I like that one. So I definitely agree you got to take Bowser in the fight. Like he's killing everybody, he's smashing people. Like you gotta, <laughs> yeah. you gotta take, you gotta take Bowser in the fight. I'm going to dinner with Mario. I feel like Mario would have the right Italian food ready to go to eat with you. And I'm gonna take Luigi to the club because he's a little taller. I think he'll attract more women. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> Luigi, <laughs> Luigi to attract more women and Mario for dinner, and then for the fight, Bowser. Yeah, I, look, I'm going fight Bowser, no doubt about it. I agree with you, D. I'm going with uh, Super Mario uh, over to dinner just because, you know, yeah, definitely a great meal. Luigi seems so goofy that if I walked around with him, people are going to stare. And then they'll look at me eventually and be like, oh, you yeah, know, maybe that's a good-looking cat over there. Let's go talk <laughs> to that weird big Italian guy and that other Jewish kid over there. So let's <laughs> Italian guy and Jewish kid. Yep. What a combination we are. We all come from Brooklyn. We love it. That's right. <laughs> Brooklyn born baby. So yep, I, I I would agree. Bowser definitely in a fight. There's no question. And I hate yeah. Bowser. I really hate <laughs> I hate those bombs too when you're on the ship. And it, oh man. You look at I'm bringing she's all nostalgic right now, bringing yeah. it back to Super Mario. I love it. Oh, that's excellent. All right, D, what do you got? All right. So for mine, I'm gonna go 90s here since we've been doing that theme today. Okay. So all right, teenage crushes. You got Ashley Banks, you got Topanga. <laughs> and you have uh, Kelly Kapowski. Oh, <laughs> dinner, dinner fight club. I, I'm sorry, Nikki. I know this is definitely for me and Jason. <laughs> oh, you so, killed me right now. Oh, God. Jay, you got Ashley Banks. I know you actually knew Tatiana Ali. Yes, yes. <laughs> she probably don't remember who the hell I am. That's fine. I remember her in school, and then that's good enough yeah. for me. So I'm going to be respectful and take Ashley Banks, Tatiana Ali to dinner and talk about Fresh Prince and talk about. Her leaving the school that we were, I don't want to say the name of the school, the elementary school that we were at together and, um, you know, try to like relive some of those moments. So I would do that. Um, I'm taking Kelly Kapowski to to, to the club. I mean, are you freaking kidding me? Kelly Kapowski is coming with me and nobody else is coming near us. It is us. (laughs) And that is the end of the freaking story. And Topanga, I've seen that. She can get really mad and crazy, man. She cut her own damn hair off one time. I can see her cutting somebody else, and I'd be afraid, man. So, Topanga, I I know you're short, but you got my back, girl. No problem. (laughs) I like like that selection right there. Who you got, Nick? Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I guess, yeah, I would take Kelly Kapowski to the club because she got them cheer moves, do some dance moves and stuff. Um, Probably, would I take Ashley Banks? Yeah, probably. I'll probably take Topanga to dinner, ask her about her hair secret. She's got some great hair. (laughs) (laughs) She's got good hair. I'll admit that. She really does. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Uh, So I would take... Topanga in a fight, right? Because I think she's the one of the three who could throw down the most. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, you know, she grew up in Bel Air, so she really not a fight. 
<laughs> and uh Kelly, yeah, Kelly's not trying to fight. So I'm taking I'm gonna take Kelly to the club and she'll have a good time. She'll track, she'll track everybody around. But like I say, I want to dance with Kelly the whole time. That's it. And then I'll and I'll take Ashley to dinner. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there, man. I like it a lot. Oh god, this is fun. Nikki, what do you got? Well, I guess we're all on the same page today. Um, because I saw today on Twitter, it was like, are you team saved by the bell or are you team 90210? So I had you guys in mind when I did it. So I too have a Kelly Kapowski. I have Kelly Taylor or Brenda Walsh. Oh, do you want to go first? Okay. Can I have the names one more time? Yes. Kelly Kapowski. You have Kelly Taylor from 90210 and Brenda Walsh from 90210. Okay. I like it. I'm still going to stick with Kelly in the club. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Brenda for dinner. And I'll go with the other one in a fight. I feel like. Kelly Taylor? Yeah. She's feels spicy to me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go Brenda to dinner, Kelly Taylor in a fight. And I'm going to go with Kelly Kapowski in the club. Yeah, I'm still sticking with Kelly Kapowski in the club. Um, I'm going to take Kelly Taylor to dinner, even though I know it might cost me a pretty penny. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> if we have a few drinks, you never know what's going to happen, but Brenda Walsh <laughs> is a badass chick. Yeah. Brenda is crazy. <laughs> I will take her in a fight. No doubt. And I will put her in front of me and let her <laughs> the first two or three out. That girl is freaking absolutely noodles, bro. So yes, I'm taking yeah. her in a fight. Okay. Yeah. What about yeah. you? What would you do? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'll stick with Kelly in the club. I'm taking Brenda in a fight. Like, she stole her best friend's boyfriend. So that is a certain type of chick right there. Yeah. She will cut a bitch. Um, I'll <laughs> take Kelly Taylor to dinner because, you know, I got questions for her, too. Like, remember when Brenda stole Dylan from her? How come yeah. you didn't pick Brandon? You slept with your teacher when they went to the college years, your professor. So got a lot of questions for Kelly Taylor. Yeah, Kelly, she she was slutty city, but, you know, in the, in the early <laughs> days over there. Well, it's not lying. That's that was her character. That was Kelly Taylor, not Jenny Garth. All right, the character was slutty. Yeah. So, that's did you, did you guys like the reboot? Did you guys watch the reboot when they did it? It's stuck. Yes, man. I loved it. It's oh, it's <laughs> it was horrible. Here's my un, another unpopular opinion. I get Nikki, you like it? It was awful. Yeah, I did like it. Really. What you think? Did you watch it? I watched it. Like I wasn't a huge 90210 fan. Like for me, I think I was a little too young to like appreciate it. For mm-hmm. when it came out, I was more Saved by the Bell, you know those shows. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with the reboot, I was like, okay, I could see you know why people were into it and stuff like that. So I didn't mind it. I think they like knew they were like in on the joke. Like I, I just got the impression oh, yeah. like they were making fun of themselves. It was a weird concept that that they went with it was like they were playing their real characters but you know like kelly and brandon ended up sleeping together that he's married she's still slutty you know (laughs) it's crazy the one i wish that was there and may he rest in peace luke perry it's a shame that he wasn't in it it might have been even better because he was the best character in that show i mean he was a ladies man he's cool he surfs he got a motorcycle i mean who the hell didn't want to be dylan freaking mckay when they were 10 11 years old i did I'll tell you right now, he got all the girls. I wanted to be him. You know, so may, may he rest in peace. These are good ones, guys. I like it. Is it my turn again? Yeah. All right. Let's see. My last one. Okay. This is pretty cool. I think you guys are going to like this. We're going with Will Smith 
but Will Smith characters, okay? Will okay. Smith in Men in Black, Will Smith in I Am Legend, and Will Smith in the Bad Boys version. Oh. Okay. So we got <laughs> Nikki hasn't seen the Bad Boys, so we, we know oh, she's <laughs> I haven't seen I Am Legend either. I've only seen Men in Black. All right, Nick, you're out. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So for this one, I'm going to go I Am Legend for the fight. Yeah. Like, cause he he definitely knew how to handle. If it's zombies that come out, he'll be able to handle them. Regular, like, he'll know how to handle a fight and be and be good. Like uh, for Club, I got to take Bad Boys version because he had all the ladies surrounding him. He attracted all the women. And like you gotta have that with you there. Smooth dresser, Mike Lowry. You gotta have, <laughs> you gotta have, you right. gotta have that one there with you. And for dinner, I'm gonna take Men in Black version. Uh see Pickett's brain, see if his aliens really out there, and I'll report back to you, Jason on it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta report back to Jay fantastic. on that one. <laughs> yep. Look, this disclosure is coming out sometime at the end of this month. I don't know if you guys heard or not, but there's gonna be a big TV program. They're probably not gonna tell us all, they'll tell us a little bit stuff that we probably already know, or I know, and you guys have to figure out. But um, <laughs> what would I do in this one? Um I might take men in black in a fight because all you got to do is pull out one of them guns and just shoot all those people. So, like, I, I'll take men in black in a fight probably. I am legend. I'll sit down with him at dinner because he hasn't had a friend in five fucking years. So I'm going to sit down with him and we're going to hang out and we're going to have a good time. Or maybe I should bring him to the club. But you cannot not bring Mike Lowry to the <laughs> club. You cannot not do that. I mean, he's the man. You talk about a chick magnet. The boy is it. So bring him, and I'm hanging out with him, and that's the way it's going to be done. And I like that's it. That's actually a good call on the I Am Legend for dinner because he's a scientist in the movie. Like, he's really smart. Yeah, he's smart. So yeah, so that'd be a really good conversation to have with him about that. So oh, that's yeah. a really good call. And this way he doesn't have to talk to the freaking dog the whole time. You know, he's got some. <laughs> <laughs> true. Very, very true. Jeez. Do right. you have one more or no? Yeah, I'm going to go with Martin Lawrence characters. Oh right. damn! Let's do this, baby. <laughs> I got. I need a new fresh page over here. <laughs> All right. So we got Martin Payne from the Martin Show. We have Blue Streak. We have his character from that show, from that movie. All right, and we have his character from Big Mama's House. <laughs> so we have Martin Payne from the show. We have Martin from Blue Streak, or we have Martin from Big Mama's House. You taking that dinner fight in the club? This is excellent. Nikki, are you in on this one, first of all? No. I knew it. I freaking knew it. <laughs> oh, we got to add Blue Streak to our list. We got to add Blue Streak to the list. Yeah, Blue, Blue Streak, Streak you must watch. It's, that, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. Blue Streak, you have to watch. If Big Mama's House is funny. Don't watch the yeah. second one, though. Don't watch the second yeah, one. Yeah, Big Mama's House is funny, but you don't have to watch Big Mama's House. Blue yeah, Street, yeah, you gotta watch. Blue Street, you got to watch. All right. Yeah. So, oh, God, he's so funny. I can't take it. I mean, I'm just going to laugh no matter where we go. Um... I'm at Big Mama. I'm taking a fight. All right, she's gonna be running <laughs> people around with a fat self, and she gonna blam, blam, blam. <laughs> you know how Martin does. You know he's like, ah, you know, like, ah, 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 you know, he gets down. So I think that uh, Big Mama would be able to handle herself in a fight. Martin Payne is going to the club because he's gonna be like, you know, <laughs> he's gonna be awesome. So I'm taking Martin Payne to the club and Blue Streak. I'm gonna see how. He developed Martin was a smart boy in that movie, man. He was a criminal. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, yo, how did you get that diamond, man? How did that, all that stuff work out? How did you plan this thing? So I'll pick his brain on that. But Martin Payne in the club is gonna be a killer. So I'm down with that. 
That's funny. I would take the reason I would take Martin Payne in the club is because Martin could also be Shanene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I got Jerome in the club, <laughs> Jerome in the house, I say, Jerome, eh, 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 watch your mouth. I got him in the club. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so I'll have Martin Payne in the club. You're right. Big mama in the fight. Like She's out there beating people up, doing karate in a fat suit. <laughs> Gotta have that in the fight. And then I'll take Martin from Blue Streak. Like you said, Martin was smart in that movie. Like he was a really he was a criminal genius in that movie. Uh because people forget about that because he was so funny in the movie, but he actually was a right. criminal genius in that movie. Yeah. Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. I like it. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Nikki, <laughs> do you have one last one? I'm out. Uh, do you no, have I only I only did one. That's that's good enough. I don't know, D, did you do a third one? Because I'm out. No, no, I'm out. I'm okay. out. Uh, I'm out, I, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need a shower after the show. I've been sweating and laughing the whole freaking time. It's been great. And you know, thanks to everybody who popped in. You know, Shane, Chris, um, you know, Vig. Before I really appreciate it, guys. You guys jumping in, it's awesome. You know, we see that you're watching. We really appreciate it. And Definitely. damn, we just have fun. That's what we do, guys. Right? We just have a fun time. That's it. Definitely, man. Always a good time. Rehearse. Yeah, I always look forward to these Wednesday nights, man. Yeah, that's Wednesday nights are awesome. They really are. And you know what? We can go five hours and we probably wouldn't even blink. There's no breaks on this show. We don't like taking them or walking away and coming back for 15 minutes. Nope. We just rock and roll all the way through. That's the way we do third and three podcasts coming at you. Nikki, tell them where you are and why they need to follow you. I am at Nikki Nick 9384 and follow me for some reality TV. D, did you watch the Below Deck reunion? I did not. I oh. need to 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 watch yeah, it. Catch up. Or read my <laughs> tweets. There you go. No, don't give anything away. You got to see it clean. Not that I know what the hell you're freaking talking about, but. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you've been kicking uh, butt, bro, all over the place with your show. I mean, even with your five-minute segments that come out, you know, mm-hmm. top five Fridays, man. Yeah. Everything. Tell them what's up, baby. So, yeah, so my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. You can find it on any podcast platform. The last episode we did on Father's Day, I had my father on the show. It was a really dope episode. Uh, So please go check that out. He definitely knows his sports. He's the reason that I love sports the way I do and the way I talk about it. Uh, So he did a great job on that episode. Uh, Follow me on all social media platforms at The Real Deal, W-D-A. I'll be We'll be bringing back Top 5 Fridays this Friday as well. So you can check that out. I'm always doing like quick videos on playoff games and stuff like that. And there's some big boxing coming up this weekend. I'll be tweeting about that. So go ahead and follow me at The Real Deal, W-D-A. Yeah, no doubt. Again, if you're a boxing fan, you know, the, the few of us that are still out there, the purest, you know, this is one of the guys right here who knows what he's talking about. There's no question. I love you guys. I'm Jason Fearman. You can get me at Sports Profit one That's the number one on Twitter. That's basically where I do all my interactions. But we're going to have a 49ers release schedule coming up with a couple of the boys. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to go through this, guys. 49ers release schedule coming up maybe sometime later this week on the Power 32 podcast. I can't wait to do it. And we're probably going to end up doing it with every team. But, you know, we save the great stuff over here with you guys. I mean, this is where it's at. Third and three is my home. want to thank Chris giving us a great episode to the three of us and he enjoyed everything, which is beautiful. We hope you guys enjoy it. That's why we're here. We're here to have fun and hope that you guys enjoy it as well. It's all in good fun. You know, we're not bashers. We don't destroy people. We just 
it's all lighthearted and it's a good time, you know, because we hear enough of that BS on the other four letter networks and three letter networks and whatever it may be. That's why we do our own unique segments. And you know what? I'm sorry, but none of y'all can do it like us. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to be real. So humble these, you are. <laughs> that's right. I'm so modest that I can tell you that you guys can't come up with a unique. No, I'm playing. I know they got, they got their good thing. And believe me, we respect the other podcasts and we're friends with them. Yes. And that's why we give you guys shout outs for real. So all joking aside, we really appreciate everybody. And hey, for now, it's another Wednesday night, another third and three in the books. Everything looking good. And we'll be back next week, guys. We'll see you. Peace. Bye. That's all, folks. We're out of here. <laughs>